Uh. Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. Or you'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just the young boy. What? <gasps> what? <gasps> so cool. Cool? Cool. So cool. Oh, good for you. Yeah. I see cool boys. Big, big Ballard boy. Big Ballard boys. Big, beautiful Ballard boy. Big, big, bold, beautiful, bounty hunting Ballard boys. You're a chunky boy? What is what is that song again? Big Chungus. Big Chungus. He's a big Chungus. He's a big chunky boy. Such a big gun, yes, or something like that. Right, I guess we're in the episode. Feel so overjoyed to have a big chunky boy. Big Chungus, baby. I love that song. I'll just bring us in. Greetings, cool boy nation. And welcome to a somber installment of the Cool Boys podcast. I'm North Tower Felk. Oh, do I have do I have copy? I'm so sorry. Can you sorry. not guess what yours would be? I, I guess I, I know. I, I was just, I was sorry. I'm so, I'm so stupid. I'm such an idiot. I'm a big chunky. I guess I gotta leave that part in too, then. Overjoyed. What are you? I'm guessing that I'm Tower 7 Ballad. No! God damn it, you're South Tower Ballad. (laughs) Oh, wait, sorry, let me pull this up. Yeah, pull up the show document like we've done every single show. But this isn't my show document, and I'm South Tower Ballad. Uh, uh, there's no uh, never mind. Oh, yeah, no. This you didn't is, put uh uh-uh. This is the old doc. This is the old template. Oh, Jesus. So cool. So cool. And Cool Boy Nation, if you want to reach out and touch a cool boy, email us at thecoolboyspodcast at gmail.com. Yes, please do. Especially if you're in Australia. I want to know how it's like down there. It's bad. So, do you know of any uh, podcasts that deal with uh, Australian news? Well, no, we were going to get to that naturally because you were going to you were going to say, do, do you have any updates? Did you, do you watch any anything? Updates? Do you have any updates? Fuck, what's your updates? No, well, no, my tooth really fucking hurts right now, and, and I'm in a lot of pain. Um, but we have a post mortem for last week's episode because I didn't delete that. But let's not do that. Let's do cool boy updates. Ballard, do you have any updates? Did you watch any movies about China? I did. I saw I saw uh, Shang Chi, uh, and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and um, I w- am going to do a spoiler cast with Dorn in our next episode, all about that. So I don't want to get into any spoilers here or rate the movie necessarily here. You no, rate it. That I want to. I want. I want to know your rating. That's the only thing I want to know. Do you really want? I, I mean, I'm just gonna give away my 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 episode right here. I can't do that in the update. This. Hold up! All right, you have you have five fingers on one of your free hands. Hold up! How yeah. many how many boys you give it? Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 more and or less than I expected it to be. <laughs> it's probably a lot less. Um, yeah. So tune into uh, next week's episode or next episode two forty four for our spoiler cast on Shang Chi with special guest host Dorn. Oh, Dorn. I wish it was Aquafina, but no, it will be Dorn. She's not allowed to talk like a black person anymore. She got called out on that. Did she? Yeah, that's the whole thing about like a season three of Nora from Queens is that she used to be like, "Hey, what up, Holmes?" and now she's like, "Hi, I'm Aquafina." She, she can't talk black anymore, so the character talks different. 
Interesting. So they changed the character. So the character is her. The character is not even like an actual character. I didn't know that. Well, because I always thought her no, name I mean, was I assume, Nora. I haven't watched the show, but I assume the character is named Nora. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's very much based on on Aqua. her on Aquafina. Yeah, kind of like Jerry is Jerry Seinfeld in Seinfeld. Yeah, and Aquafina is probably really not her him. real name. You know. And, oh my and, god! What do you think her real name is then? I mean, Will Smith played Will Smith on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but he never became a rapper. No, he never did. Of course not. Why or an actor. Um, wait, seriously, what do you think her real name is? Aqua. I have no idea. It might be Nora. I'd guess Nora. Um, it is. Okay, there you go. Nora Lum. So there it is. So yeah, so the show. She, the show is her Seinfeld level autobiographical. Yeah, and yeah, so she's uh, uh comes from a Chinese American father and a Korean mother, half breed. <laughs> she oh, she's wait, who who would say that? Would the, you're saying the Chinese would say that, or the Koreans would say that? Both probably. Do they oh not? I, I assume they do not like each other very much, but I don't really know. I know Japan and China don't like each other. Uh, Chong Chi is Chinese, correct? Yes. Okay. And Aquafina, how's she in it? She's fine, actually. Okay. Um, I I will say I I did not enjoy her in Raya: The Last Dragon. I thought her voice acting for that wasn't the best. She is definitely one of those people like Kristen Shaw, where she's got a great voice for uh, animation. Hmm. Like she can apply that to any type of character and cartoon character, and that would be a lot of fun, I think, for an animator or animation director to kind of like figure out what that character would would look like and or its actions would be like but um uh, in some films and tv shows yeah she could probably be a little annoying um i kind of found her to be not the strongest parts of crazy rich asians hmm. uh but in uh at least in shang chi i thought she was great i haven't seen I li- she was literally any of these movies else. i haven't seen any of these movies uh yeah no i didn't see raya the last dragon uh I did not see <laughs> Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, and uh, I did not see whatever the other movie was that was just mentioned. But yeah, I didn't see Shang-Chi for a lot of reasons. One, because China's evil um, and, and released the Wuhan virus. Two is out of solidarity for my Australian brothers mm. uh, who are, you know, locked down and not able to see it. In fact, uh, the Mr. Sunday movie episode was like, not Chong Chi because we're in lockdown. So we weren't allowed to see it, uh, the Mr. Sunday movie, which we were talking about earlier because you had mentioned the Marvel What If series, and I said that they've been, they've been very, very pro-it, but they've also it's tough to listen to because every episode is like oh yeah we can't do that now because we're locked down so who knows when we ought to see that movie i'm doing more of a new zealand accent aren't i where i don't know where fook i can't really do it all my knowledge of new zealand comes from peter jackson and all my knowledge of south africa comes from What's his name? Neil Noah, Blomkamp. Noah? Neil Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp, yeah. Uh, who, by the way, directed a fucking, you know, cheesy-looking Bloomhouse horror movie that uh, I had no idea was him. Until Demonic. I yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, that guy fucking fell fast and hard, didn't he? I Chat think people he do did. that to you, man. I think um, uh, Oat Studios didn't turn out the way he hoped uh, for Neil Blomkamp and I think during quarantine I think he saw an opportunity to make a movie because he knew he could make something decent probably I've not seen the film Demonic yet 
Uh, but I'm, I'm guessing he felt like he could make something pretty decent in quarantine style of production filmmaking. Um, I don't know if Demonic is good. It doesn't look good, to be honest, uh, which is sad for a Neil Blomkamp fan like myself. Apparently his Rotten Tomato scores have been a perfectly like linear percentage, like from 92 oh, yeah. percent of, of District 9 to Elysium being like in the 60s and then <laughs> Chappie being in the 40s yeah. and that now uh, Demonic no, is like No, Chappie was lower, I think, even. Uh, it's, it's, it, he, he is uh, bottomed it's, out it, but, hard and... It is. It is absolutely that, yo. Yeah, it is. And I do. I do know. Demonic is his worst reviewed film. Yeah. Well, if you say Oats didn't pan out, I'm guessing you mean like Oats was supposed to be a series of pitches for features, and none of them got yep. picked up. Kind of. Yeah. Mm, that's too bad. Uh, what was the other thing you want to discuss? Oh yeah, Kalupi. <laughs> Go to Kalupi. dot uh, okay. com or or, or or here. Let me share the screen so I can just show it to you. Yeah, yeah. I was sure. I was telling you. I, I leave this on my TV like while I'm working. Um, is uh it, it, it is a major. It's a channel that's just like fucking girls, uh, constantly. Who's fucking girls? Uh, nobody actually fucks the. Oh, I'm sharing the wrong screen. <laughs> Switch screen to another screen. There we go. That's me. That's you. Now I'm sharing the right screen. These are like all their things are available as clips on their website. And they don't do nudity. They just have like, well, they do. They just have occasional nip slips. But just lots of thongs, lots of asses, lots of hand brawling, and just hot girls. And it's just a, a constant stream of TV shows. But then it has our, our, our like four minute little model vignette things. Um, I think it'll have to be. Oh, no. I, of course I'm signed in because. You can't hear that, probably. No. I don't have a share music on, so let me just turn the music down to nothing. So yeah, you Who get is you, that? just just some random California model. But it's all it's California based. Like it's all like we're, we're California girls, so they're all in like Huntington Beach or notable places in Hollywood, just dancing around. This is a, a constant like one after the other, four minute one model, four minutes another model, and then commercials. And every single fucking commercial break almost every single one for some reason of this channel has been purchased by pro Gavin Newsom say no to the Republican recall ads really sponsored wow. by yeah paid for by Reed Hastings which is why I'm canceling fucking Netflix soon Ugh. really Reed Hastings is involved uh he's he seems to have paid for like every fucking ad yeah uh, he's the CEO of um of Netflix for those who don't know what we're talking about yeah it's it's just like it's just like a stream of of hot girls and then like some like healthcare worker being like Texas Republicans denied the 2020 election and they just made abortion illegal and they'll do it here too if if Larry Elder is the fucking governor and you better vote no vote no on the recall paid for by Reed Hastings uh, wow. So it's like one one after the other of that, and then uh, back to fucking hot girls. It's what's constantly on like one of my TVs that I just kind of leave on <laughs> while I'm doing editing. <laughs> nice, very cool. Go back one page. Why? Oh, you want to see the index? Yeah, wait. Go to the one on the far left right now. That one. Up higher. That one. That one. Yeah. Yeah. This is Kristen Ways. Oh, this oh, video no. is age restricted. I can only watch. It looked like it was age restricted. That's why yeah. I wanted to click on it. Yeah, I mean, you get you get frames of nipples, and like where pussy would be if it wasn't shaved off. I don't know what you call that. Puss tees. 
Puss what? Puss tea? Well, you know, puss- like like this chick just did. Like where you where you pull the fucking G string down to where there would be pussy, oh, but it's shaved gosh. off. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's nice. I like that. I mean, um, considering you do the runway model thing and had us do an episode about it, I, yeah. I was shocked that you did not know about Kalupi. Uh, no, I and, don't know and about the fact Kalupi. that it's just constantly uh, is, is streaming, and it used to be on Pluto, Pluto TV, the number one OTT uh, service. But uh, too many people were like, "What? My child turned was watching the fucking monsters on one of your stupid channels." And then they changed. Then they changed the channel, and there was a girl almost showing her vagina. And uh, so Pluto was like, "All right, this show, this isn't acceptable." So now it's, it's. I think Distro TV is the name of the service and app that you want to download, and then just turn the channel to a Kaloopy, and uh, just leave it on and glance at it ever so often, and it'll make your life a lot more uh, better. See how they're almost showing the vagina? See how yeah. they almost show the vagina? Mm-hmm. They almost show the nipples. Hmm. It's just, a constant, you mean. it's just a constant tease. It's really nice though. But uh yeah, you should you should you should look into it. But unfortunately, all the ads used to be like just regular OTT ads of like, hey, we're Orkin, we fucking kill pests. We're we're tied. Don't eat our pods, but use them to make your your bleaches clean. And but now every 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 single thing is Republicans are trying to recall Newsom, and he's good. And he keeps your children safe with masks wrapped around their faces like claws. That's the new thing, though. I have seen that. That yeah, he's pushing this whole thing that he's he's it's it, it's now about life and death, like this uh, this recall, and he's pushing that you know your kids will essentially die. Yeah. If if uh, if he's uh, you know recalled, um, his his last ad, he actually shot himself. Much. Uh, with a, uh, an, an, a, a, I think one of the recall candidates tied up, and he's just like, starting tonight, <laughs> people will die. No way. I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word. Look at me. What a great performance. I, lo- I love when he does look at me when he, and then he just he's like says like he says it like once or twice, and then he barks it. Oh, that's such a great moment. Super scary great moment in the theaters you just like you as an audience member you're like okay i'm watching i'm watching i'm watching don't kill me don't kill me Heath. yeah great great performance from heath um okay well uh so wait it, do they say anything else i mean so shang chi's not out in australia i guess i did not know that australia's i mean even if it were you're not allowed to leave your house for more than 30 minutes a day That's- uh that's uh pretty intense, huh? In, in like sp- specific states, I don't really know how Australia works, but it's 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 the it's the big parts of it. Like, yeah, they they can't go uh, anywhere, let alone a movie theater. <clears throat> I do recall though reading a story too, where like it took a long time for a mom and father to see their three year old child because the three year old was staying with their grandparents in another state, province, whatever you call them. Uh, territory, um, and yeah, and it's so it's just kind of crazy to think. I, the kid, I my understanding is back with the, its parents, but like, it's just crazy to think about that. Like that that you know, it, you know, not that it didn't work out or that you know people are being taken to camps. I'm not trying to say that, but they like, are. There's concentration camps. There's oh, drone footage of like overheads of them, and it's like, wait, what? And there's really? been people who like so, one guy managed to get a hold of a fucking working phone because they're outlawed in the in the concentration camps. He's like, I'm in a concentration camp right now. That's from the years and years. That's not a concentration camp. This have is a concentration s- camp. 
Have you ever watched the HBO miniseries Years and Years? It's a BBC no. HBO uh, miniseries. It's amazing. It's about um, essentially every episode is a, a, a new period of time within the course of this one family's life. And it's not like you're seeing like the grandparents grow up and then die okay. and then the kids get old and grow up and then die. It's like just one family and like over the course of like 10 plus years. But um, by the end of the series, the miniseries, spoiler alert, it's about camps and it's about camps because of uh, viruses, and uh, and and oh. the rest of the country of England doesn't even know that these camps exist until someone with a cell phone gets it out that these camps are even happening in the first place. That's 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 interesting. Fucking I'll, crazy. I'll look into that. Not, I didn't know that. Great was... series. Watch it. Really I mean, good it's, series. It's more akin to like the actual like this the concentration camps that have that have happened. Uh, it, I mean, it's pretty close to what Michael Bay predicted in, in Songbird. Or what yeah. Neil Blomkamp suggested would happen to Wait, what's happening exactly? I don't understand. I didn't read this news anywhere. Where did you read this news? Twitter, man. Twitter. Twitter's the best fucking source for news these days. Is it real? Is this or is this totally f- like fake news? No, it's real. It's I mean, it's real. It's 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 not like if the real news wouldn't call them concentration camps, they'd call them quarantine zones. But the, there's quarantine zones where people live in bunkers by force because they got tested positive for covid di- violated a rule like got into an elevator or something and 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 or, or left their house under quarantine and they're like oh you don't have freedom anymore oh my god that sounds wild yeah i mean again it's it, like the the news isn't news anymore the news is just propaganda so you're not just because it's happening and horrific doesn't mean they're reporting on it They've already stopped reporting Afghanistan. They've already given up on that one. They just need to be upset for a little bit, and then they can move on. There's still uh, several's of hundreds of people of Americans left in Afghanistan, and we're just abandoning them because, mm-hmm. yeah, the Taliban now has full control over, or, or actually ISIS K now has full control over the Kabul airport. So they're just stuck there, and you know, good luck. That's not in the wait, news. Brian Seltzer's not fucking talking about that. I know. I, yeah, of course. Well, Brian Seltzer wouldn't would talk about that. He talks about whatever the, the administration tells him to talk about. Wait, so seriously, the the there's there are camps in Australia yes. where that if you test positive, you are taken there to just be quarantined? I think you have to disobey the quarantine rules, too. What... That's another layer you just added with that. That's ins- that's even more insane. Like the first part's insane. It's like why can't you just be at your house? But oh my god, like you have to if you break a rule and you're sick, you're going to get punished by being taken to a camp. I, that's ins- that's wild, dude. I don't that's I've not heard that. That's really crazy. Well, I pulled up Twitter cuz I, I I searched Google and of course it's like Myths about quarantine camps. Quarantine camps aren't actually happening. Yes, 24,000 children were rounded up and and brought to a stadium to be forcibly vaccinated, but it wasn't a camp. (laughs) Wait, that happened in Australia as well? Yeah. It's getting weird there, man. What? Paul Joseph Watson's the one who reported on this. All right, take from that what you will. He used to be with InfoWars. Okay. I mean, the video came from a guy in the camp. Wow. Here. Yeah, share screen. Show me this. What the hell is this? This here's, is crazy. Here's the drone overhead. 
this this is Howard. This is the Howard Springs quarantine camp in Australia for the dangerous people who violated the fucking uh, dude. COVID that rules. just looks like a more modern, more metal version of Auschwitz. It, I mean, it looks better than District Nine, <laughs> but, but it the, does look better than District the Nine. The photos of the inside of it are like, I mean, here, here, here. Like this is the the ground wow. footage. Turn down the volume. Is it nice? Is it uh, people are happy? I mean, they're forcibly taken out of their homes and put into a fucking camp. Wait, seriously? You mean like cops show up in SWAT gear and like yes. drag them out of their house? There's plenty of video of, of cops showing up and being like, you're going to the camp now. This, this guy's filming his face. I don't want to see your face. I want to see the fucking thing. It's on TikTok. Of course it is. The, the, the concentration camp in Australia. They call it the isolation center. Wow. Look at this part. It is parking. <laughs> Dude, so did Auschwitz. I've been there. So did Auschwitz. This is what you. This is the the workers. They come in, test you regularly. You know. It kind of reminds me of like the leper colonies of Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it, definitely not as bad as Auschwitz. But no, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. it is a a camp in which people are being concentrated and forced to live. Also, I mean, the one thing the Nazis didn't do, they didn't have, you know, their their showcase camp to, like, show off on their media sources, right? They, all their camps were just the, the same evil. Today, you might think they have showcase camps. Yeah, this got, camp, this, this is the camp that, all our camps are like this camp. This is the camp that's, like, everyone's treated nicely because they, like, obey the rules. Yeah, here's the footage that, like, was released to the news about it of, of like, yeah, you know, look, look, here, here we're building it. We shot a Jewish girl <laughs> to, to after she said the foundation was laid oh wrong. Oh my God, yeah, the contractor, yeah. Well, here's the fucking B-roll. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, from above, doesn't look great. Yeah, from above, the, the aerial shots do not look great, but when you're down on the ground, you're kind of seeing how it looks. It's. It, it, I think it's the implication. It's what's really kind of scary from this. Honest, honestly, like it, it can look really awesome. It can look fun, even. Um, it can have playgrounds, but it's the implication of you're being rounded up and you're being taken somewhere because you're sick. Um, that is Songbird. Yeah, I mean that that's the overhead of what Auschwitz looked like. And I know that's what I was saying. It, looked, <laughs> it reminded me of Auschwitz too, Birkenau. Yeah, it really did. I mean, Auschwitz two Birkenau is mostly burned to the ground, but um, it was big like that, and it was a bunch of barracks like that. It's a little bit. Not, it looks like IKEA furniture. <laughs> that's the inside. So, how many people live in one of those trailers? Uh, that's what is one of the things that's being uh, disputed. People are saying like, "There's three of us in here," and everyone, other people are like, "We each got our own room. It's not that bad." Australia's doing but what like, it has why, to. But like, why? Why the hell are you going to these places if you can't be in your own house? If they're gonna, if they're gonna put you with other people that are sick, like, I don't understand why your house isn't better because because you can leave your house. That's why because you can. Th th that's the thing that you're you're. Th that's the most important part of this diagram. Is I mean you can't really see it, but there is there's a fence around this thing. It's patrolled. You can't just leave. That's the whole point. The the people who are there's like the guy who was in there was uh, he got he went, had to go to his office or go go somewhere. He was in an elevator. Uh, the one of the first people who was like TikToking is like I was in an elevator alone, and they caught me on the elevator camera. And the cops showed up the next day, and they're like, "You go to camp now <laughs> until wow. we let you out, if we let you out." 
I mean, I've definitely seen the helicopter stuff, right? Um, I've seen the 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 guy that has a warrant out for his arrest, and these are all old now, but the guy that has a warrant out for his arrest in Australia because he left his house, um, and he went into an elevator. So I did see something along those lines, but like I didn't know that resulted probably in this shit. Like I I did not know that at all, and I, I've seen the one where it has like kids being rounded up on the beach, teenagers because they're partying late, uh, and they weren't supposed to be yeah. out and about. This is this is um, a video a guy uploaded. He says uh, the person in the room next to him is screaming to get let out. But I don't oh, wow. listen to the audio. It's amazing that uh, modern Auschwitz has Wi-Fi. <clears throat> oh, of course it would. I mean, South Park <laughs> called that right? Didn't South Park have an episode where they were like did an internment camp, and then a bunch of the guys were like all round up, and then Randy couldn't handle it. He needed to jack off the internet porn. And that was then, just when the internet went out uh, in like all, like all of America. I could have sworn there was like there was like well, an there were, yeah, camp. no, it wasn't an internment camp. It was just like a, a, a travelers or settlers camp, like uh, along the road of. Oh no, it was like there, there was a camp that had just a little bit of internet, and people were were gathered all around it to 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 get like their five minutes a day. Of internet. God. Check out Years and Years, by the way, the HBO show. Check that out. All right, well, do you want to move on to your show topic? Or we can just wrap it up here. <laughs> let's wrap it up. Yeah? 24 minutes, wrap it up. Now, let's do it. Let's, let's discuss 9-11 briefly. Yes, this episode is dropping on 9-11, day of, or the day after, uh, day the, before. If I'm, if I'm lazy, it'll happen. It'll go out on 9-11. If, if uh, I get to it early, we'll, we'll have this up on 9-10. But yeah, it's been 20 fucking years since 9-11. Oof. And uh, it'll be the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And I feel like that would have been a... Th- like, you would have assumed in 2002's 9-11, 9-11-2002, you would have mm-hmm. been like, oh my God, the 20th anniversary, there's going to be fucking fireworks, there's going to be a fucking hologram, digitized Twin Towers appear over New York for a year... There's, pre, you know, President uh, Jeb Bush is gonna be like, <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna do like the biggest fucking memorial. It'll be like the bicentennial for America. It'll be the biggest thing. Nobody even remembers. Nobody even fucking notices it's the 20th anniversary. No, I, I nobody's mentioned it. Nothing seems to be planned. There's no events because we've got COVID, and we just surrendered to ISIS <laughs> and the Taliban. So we basically we lost the 9-11 war right before the 20th anniversary of 9-11 we surrendered uh or joe biden did on our behalf and and, and it's like it's it's not a thing and i'm just like god god damn it if if, if america won't do a fucking 9-11 20th anniversary tribute memorial then the cool boys podcast goddamn well <laughs> oh yay we're, we're so lucky yeah <laughs> I can't wait. This is gonna be great. All right. Well, yeah. let's. Do you have the show doc, doc top <laughs> show document up? I do. My brother uh, lives out in New York, and he um, uh, he he showed me a photo tonight of that uh that they're lighting the uh the two tower lights up, whatever they call them, the spotlights. Yeah. <clears throat> so well, they always had those lit up. I thought those were just always lit up. Oh, maybe. I don't live out in New York, so I have no idea. Was he there on nine eleven? No. Okay. Do you Just have after? I mean, is this emotional for you? Do you have anyone who was directly affected by nine eleven that maybe makes this inappropriate? Not that we're gonna make fun of it. <laughs> Me, I was I was affected. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm a little choked up right now. In fact, just because it, uh, it it's 
so emotional for me to talk about 9-11. Is it? Very much so, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, well, let's elaborate more on that. Uh, 20 years ago, where were you on 9-11? I was uh, waking up <laughs> and finding out that uh, a bunch of shit had gone down, and I got incredibly high and watched it on TV. Okay. With my two roommates. At the time, it was uh, college. I was in college. I didn't do any drugs on 9-11. Oh, yeah, we got so high on my bed because we just moved in. So I was the only bedroom set up with a TV right away. My TV was plugged into the uh, antenna um, at the time. And uh, so wow. I was able to get news. Um, and uh, I, I literally woke up to my, my roommate knocking on the door. My door was open to my bedroom, but he was knocking on the door, and I'm like, like just kind of like eyes opening up, and he's just like, two planes crashed into the World Trade Center, and one plane crashed into the Pentagon. I'm like, oh, what? He's like, yeah, I'm on the phone with my dad right now. So he then turned around and then knocked on our other roommate's door, woke him up, told him the same thing, and that's when I started turning on the TV. And so I, I watched the towers fall live. I didn't see any of the crashes um, live. And uh, and then we just, all three of us sat on my bed and got incredibly high. Wow. Uh, watching uh, that moment. Just like being like, wow, this is fucking wild. This is insane. And I was cracking the best jokes. I was so funny. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, like, I, 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 I didn't do 9-11 jokes until, I don't know. October, <laughs> I didn't uh, make fun of it. I, I took it relatively serious. I was pretty into America at the time. Uh, where was I? I was, uh, I, I was in California in my dorm in my dorm bed. So it was like six in the morning. But, but I had, I had a, a my roommate had an annoying issue where he would uh, he would have the alarm wake him up every fifteen minutes for two hours before he actually wanted to wake up. I love that's what I do. <laughs> I, I almost beat him to death because of it eventually. It's annoying. But on nine eleven, every time the fucking radio would go on, I would I, I would be woken up by snippets <laughs> for like two hours. Oh my god! Wow. Of, of uh, there's a fucking World Trade Center has been, you know, and then he would hit snooze. It's like ex horrible explosions, terrorist attack, and snooze. No way, <laughs> really? And after about like, I don't know, 90 minutes of this, I'm like, they're still talking about the thing. Let me turn on the TV and see. I had an 8 a.m. class, or no, a 9 a.m. class or something like that. And the 9 a.m. class, because I was in film school, obviously, as a filmmaker, and uh, the, the that class, what we did, it was, a, it was a Tuesday. Every Tuesday at 9 a.m., you'd fucking go, wake up, go to the fucking film school building of the college and uh, watch a movie. <laughs> he would he would screen a movie and then there'd be like a 30-minute Q&A and then the Thursday class would be like, they talk about the movie and the filmmaking and the writing and stuff. The movie that day was Fight Club, <laughs> which had, oh, you know, wow. not, had come out not that long ago. So Where is my mind? Yeah. That movie ends with fucking... So, all right, I'll get to that. <laughs> um, so, 9-11 happens. I, I, I watch enough of the TV to go, huh, this seems like this might be a big deal. But I also 
briefly exchanged with the the, the thing with my roommates. <laughs> he was like, "What's happening? Like, why are you turning on the TV so early?" Even though I keep having the radio come on, and he's like, "The radio is telling me that there's the World Trade Center's been blown up." And he's like, "No, that the World Trade that was like in the '90s, man. The World Trade Center got blown up a long time ago." Uh, and I'm like, "No, it's 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 got blown up." He's like, "Where is it?" And I'm like, "I think it's in D.C. The news hasn't told me yet." And then then I saw that it was in New York. Uh, but after I established what was going on, yeah, I went to the class, and, and, and the teacher's just like, "Look." Um, you guys don't really have to watch this movie right now. Uh, if you want to leave, you know, we'll, we'll make it up. And I'm like, I just got up and I'm like, I have seen Fight Club 20 times. <laughs> I saw it four times in theaters. I'm, I'm, I've watched the DVD with commentary multiple times. I am qualified to take whatever tests and have your discussion. So I'm going to go back and, and, and watch some, some more TV. A few people stayed. On that Thursday, wow. when we came back to discuss... The professor started with uh, saying, hey, all right, everybody, I forgot that Fight Club ends with towers collapsing, that I, I should have changed the movie or just canceled the class to those wow. of you who were affected by that image. And then there's this girl that starts crying. He's just like, I'm just remembering the towers falling. <laughs> And it, wow. I didn't like seeing that in the movie. In the movie, it's like it's a good thing. And and, and somebody's like, well, the they're empty in the movie. You know, they they make nobody's dying. That's what's sad. Not the brick, not the building. Like, it's this too much. I don't want to discuss. There was a girl who fucking legitimately cried. Like like, like every fucking movie we watched. Watched the movie called The Red Violin. She fucking cried the entire time. That's a good movie. No, it's not. It's boring as shit. Um, but anyways, uh, th that was my 9-11 uh, story, and, and yours was fucking getting high. <laughs> yeah, I got really high. And then my roommates left for uh, Costco, and then they came back with a whole bunch of Costco. And, and, and then I remember we went in the backyard, and we uh, there was a pool and a trampoline, and we were looking up at the sky, and no more planes in the sky, and that was weird. Yeah, that was that was unusual. Uh, the fact that there was no planes for two days, and then I I flew home to Houston like two weeks later uh, for like a, a three day I had like three days off, and uh, I was just like I'm homesick. Can I come home? And they're like, Oh, it's expensive. You know, let me look at the. the my mom's like, Look at I look at the, the the fares, and it's like, Oh, I can get you home for twenty two dollars. <laughs> it's like it cost. Wow. It wasn't that much. It was like seventy five dollars. It was like nothing. It was like nothing to fly. And I I remember that flight was like had like four or five people on it. Yeah, I, I think I this mean, was, I, I think this was one week after nine eleven. Actually, I, I remember a few days after the day of, a few days after. Um, I I had friends. I, I was also in California. I had friends who were like, "Oh my god, do you think they can hit us?" And I don't want to say where I was at the time, but like, there 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 was no airport in this t in this town. So like, there's. <laughs> There's nothing coming, you know. Like there was nothing to worry about. There's no terrorism to to fear in this location. Yeah. Well, no, I mean the there, U.S. There, the U.S. Bank. There building. were people that were scared. Yeah. They're like, this could happen here, and it's like, no. There's a reason why it happened in D.C. and New York. Like, it was there was there. It's not happening here in the small town in California. Yeah, I talked to my parents that day, and my dad's like, "Well, one of my friends works in the second highest tower in Houston," and I'm like, "I think he's okay." <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't think they're coming to Houston either. Well, yeah. the U.S. Bank building, then called the Library Tower, was on the original seven-target agenda, uh, which I, I assume was just based off the targets from Independence Day because the U.S. Bank <laughs> building was also a target there. Although there, the aliens were above the Empire State Building, right? not the fucking World Trade Center. Cause that, right. I, which makes sense. Like, what do you do? Like, put the, the laser beam right in the middle of them? Pick that was one. the other thing about 9-11 was like seeing how, how the towers actually collapsed. It ruined things like Deep Impact where they get like hit by a wave and they're they're strong or or an Independence Day. Where yeah, Independence see, Day, like, an asteroid takes out like a full like chunk out of both of them and they're still standing with chunks in them. But now yeah. in reality, it's like all it took was one plane <laughs> yeah. each. Well... Was it one plane? I think some people would beg to differ. Well, there's a shot in... It's not the, the World Trade Center. It's some other fucking building in in the Roland Emmerich Godzilla where you see the destruction. It's just like Godzilla jumped through it. So there's this oh, yeah. massive hole through it. And it's like, uh -huh. well, that building wouldn't have been standing realistically. Not only that... Yes, that does happen. Not only that happens, but there's also a later scene in which an Apache helicopter goes up to a hole in the building, which is already a giant hole. And it's because he's hearing Godzilla in the hole, but what, it's really the pipes, the water pipes, all fucked up from the explosions in the building, like, you know, creaking and collapsing potentially. And then Godzilla jumps through another building behind it to take out the Apache. And you're like, how are all these buildings standing? <laughs> like, we know that would not happen today. But, um, hey, also, shout out to Man of Steel for being bold enough to be like, buildings collapse with the touch of a feather. Wait, but wait, hang on, we got to talk about what kind of buildings they are first because what we're talking about are our modern skyscrapers with with uh the twin towers the world trade center yeah and, and a lot of the stuff 70s, that we're yeah. discussing about with man of steel and godzilla but um empire state building uh in the 40s during world war ii actually did have a b-17 i think it was uh fully loaded uh, uh with gas all fueled up crashed right into the empire state uh, empire state building and it didn't take the building down because back then yeah. Buildings were built um, from outside in. So the strongest aspects of those buildings were on the outside of the buildings. Like the Empire State Building is the strongest parts of it, in my understanding, are the outside. Hmm. While the uh, World Trade Center and modern skyscrapers, they're, strong, they're built from the inside out. So the strongest parts of those buildings are actually the uh, beams in the middle of them. So it has different – so different types of impacts uh, or, or similar impacts can have different uh, outcomes with different types of buildings like right. that. Well, yeah, outside of at least Avengers is like when you go back to that post Man of Steel, the whatever they call them, the giant Chitauri Leviathan. Yeah, Leviathan falls on a brick building and it doesn't take it yeah, out. Yeah, it just it just it supports it the weight. Back. It supports the weight of it. It breaks its back on it essentially, right? Like you look at it, you're like, wait, I remember you seeing that in in 2012 in the theaters and going. Feel like that building would have collapsed a little bit. Like, I feel the like the that building thing. that Hulk, the, that Hulk uh, collides into to catch Tony falling, he would have just gone straight into that building and taken yes. out a beam, and it would have toppled. <laughs> now, that's what happens to Man of Steel. Superman gets kicked into a building; the building collapses. Pretty much, yes. I mean, yep. And then uh, I love the 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 way they even use the laser eyes or the heat vision, right? I love that in Man of Steel. The way it just so easily cuts through a building like butter, too. Heat vision can melt still beams. Zack Snyder gave us a definitive answer for that for some reason. Along with and the destruction fuel. causes as much dust as 9-11. Well, let's, let's, let's move on. Yeah, yeah, let's because this is a nice segue because we're talking about Man of Steel and movies were influenced by it. Uh, 
uh, and tons of movies. Man of, BVS more than Man of Steel, really influenced by it. Uh, uh, War of the Worlds heavily, visually influenced by it. But in the year, so we're, in the year after 9-11, the first, leading up to the first 9-11, there was a lot of, uh, of like really rah-rah, pro-America, Nickelback oh, yeah. songs, about heroes can save us. And that was, I have it as what is their best post 9-11 America experience. America. But mine actually, spoilers, is Spider-Man in 2002. When, when it, it, I, uh, I, I saw that movie. On the bridge. When those when those New Yorkers like, this is New York, uh, Green yeah. Goblin. When you mess with one of us, you mess with fucking all of us. And I was like, 9-11. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. That line was definitely added post 9-11. Um, and it, it really just, the, yeah, Nickelback, fucking Nickelback coming in telling you that a hero will save you. The fact that the, the original teaser had him webbing up a helicopter yeah. between the Twin Towers. That is mm -hmm. the movie that, in the direct post 9-11 movies, that that was my, like, yes, America. I mean, yeah, like a week after 9-11 happened, I remember... There was all these people on street corners near my college who were just waving American flags at cars and be like, yeah, America, <laughs> we care Aww. about America. And I waved the flag around. That was a nice America. Sounds uh, like moment. Michael Bay. Yeah, but for, for me, it was Spider-Man really was the the perfect movie for that time, even though it was obviously shot mostly before it. The fact that they made the bold choice not to edit out the World Trade Center, the fact that they digitally put the World Trade Center into Spider-Man 2 in the background of shots. They, they did made they a, really? Yeah, they did. Because uh, canonically, that wouldn't have happened at the because like the first Spider-Man takes place in, I think, 1999. And the second one takes place in like 2000 or 2002 because he's or 2001. I mean, because he, he's gone from his senior year of high school to his freshman year of college. Even though Tobey Maguire is like 34 years old by Spider-Man 2. <laughs> He's playing a first-year yeah. college student. I had no idea they put in digitally uh, the Trade Center, World Trade Center into Spider-Man 2. And then it's done, 3. Interesting. I'll have to go back and rewatch 2 just for that. Um, it's, it's, it's subtle. It's, it's, you can see it in reflections and, uh, of Doc Ock and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's, it's in the reflection of Spider's, uh, Spider-Man's glasses. Um, in one yeah. eyeglasses in the first one, yeah, yeah, which was the, which was the shot in the trailer too. Yeah, they kept it. They made it part of the montage. Um, I guess pet uh best post nine eleven America experience. Um, if it's the hoorah like aspects of America that sure. we're dealing with here, Toby I would Keith. say it would be Team America. Okay. Uh, um, the whole movie. Uh, I meant the first in the first year post nine eleven, but. Well, but Team America, like, like that was 2004. Epitomized for me, like my thoughts on being American in a lot of ways, and I, I thought it had distance to mock the events, um, and and at the same time, kind of do their South Park ways of actually like being critical, uh, socially critical, and politically critical, and. And I, they have a really good voice. I yeah. think. No, and, no, it, it is the it, it is a shocking. That movie is shockingly bold in its ability to win over people to a perspective. I watched that with plenty of Republican yep. people at, when it came out who were like, didn't know South Park and didn't know Matt and Trey's 
ideologies oh, even really? i didn't really and they're like within the first act when team america is like blowing up everything in, in cairo or egypt or wherever they are uh or paris? fictional fictional no 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 in the, in the middle east well yeah in paris oh, okay. too like you know they're, they're just calling all this destruction and and, and damage uh, somebody i was seeing my my ex-girlfriend girlfriend at the time who was very christian and very republican was like oh my god these guys just hate america so much no she was so mad and by the end of the movie she, she was like oh this is this is a pro-america movie this is a pro is. this is a pro-america being in other countries the thing we just abandoned thanks to joe biden this movie is pro uh, the idea that we are world police it's like yeah we're we're assholes in doing that but you need us you fucking need us because of what happens if we're not doing it yeah th yes uh, they, they called it with north korea uh, they were really early on with that. No. But, um, the, it is a quintessential post 9-11 movie. You were, you were very right about that. You hit it on the head for me that, like, the movie is hilarious. It's a great Michael Bay, you know, uh, uh, love letter to Michael Bay films. They literally steal, like, tracks from Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Um, well, Terry Gregson Williams and, did the score, yeah. so he kind of he just had the access to those scores. But um, what I really find um, to be the most... Uh, um, I would say, uh, like, I guess symbolic moment or the, 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 had the biggest impact on me or even like to the point where like, it's something that I will teach my kids truly hmm. is the speech about, uh, pussies, assholes, and dicks. Yeah. And, and the way they describe that and the way they describe the three different types of people in the world. One of the best monologues in, in cinema in terms of it writing. Is, it is so good yeah. how they do that and how you need dicks to fuck assholes and to fuck pussies yes. and why and how easily a pussy can get full of shit because it's so close to being an asshole mm -hmm. in the first place it is amazing it is absolutely amazing it is it is it is the reason why america has done what it's done forever and it was the they like you know and they they were able to just put it into a script and somehow shoot it as marionettes and make it this incredible action film with like some of the best sex scenes i've ever seen on film like they have that they're shitting and pissing on each other in that movie in, in a sex scene yeah well only in the unrated version they, they couldn't get that in the R they shot that to cut it out so they could get an R basically I love that uh, but yeah um, well my, my question was more like that is yeah, that was 2004 my question was more like in, in that first year post 9-11 were there any movies or television shows uh, that, that, that you know, like even though they were primarily made before 9-11 all of a sudden took on this new context outside of spider-man others would be the first season of 24 the fact that you had a counterterrorism unit show that, that yeah like that that had like that eventually it, it incorporated 9-11 in season two through seven <laughs> as, as like a a big part of the show but that, that first season came before it but still that that was like a, such a cultural thing it was huge uh in terms of uh a, a cool government agent fighting what turned out to not quite be traditional terrorists. They were more like Kosovo people, but um, another one would be the movie uh, Collateral Damage starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, which just happened to be about a fireman whose parent, who's our daughter and wife were killed by a terrorist attack and then goes on a vengeance thing. It's like that was, was that post. Was that a post 9-11 script? It was no that That movie came out uh, November of or maybe December of 2001 so it was primarily shot before 
Wow. And he just took it for this huge pay. Well, he took that in T3 for that huge payday so he could run for governor. Um. Yeah, I guess nothing like really Murica, I mean, wise. Something that wasn't even Murica at all, but I, I, it like still hit home, I would say, for 9-11 was uh, Munich. Mm, okay. Munich was one of those movies. I, I just like M- Munich's Munich's point uh, and disagree with it, uh, and, and the way it's segued into nine eleven. Because that point yeah, is like, uh, why perpetuate a cycle of violence? It's like, well, yeah, don't uh, don't. We're not advocating for a cycle of violence, Stephen. We're advocating to fucking have a hard fucking straight line where we where we in the in in the entirety of the people who were behind organizing or involved in. 9-11. And now they just have Afghanistan again. See? It's a cycle of I guess violence. it's a, Yeah, no, Stephen was right. As long as the Trumps he's don't not, get elected forever, <laughs> we, we can, we can yeah. get one of the fucking, you know, fake presidents back in there who will do whatever the guys on the dark screen... You know, you walk into... Biden walks into a dark room and there's just screens and, like, Bill Vertical Gates is screens. on the screen. What? Vertical screens. Vertical too. screens. Yeah. And those guys are just like, no, you let this happen. It's Bill Gates, like a clear as day, but he's still shadowed, so you can't tell who it is. But his glasses, like, like have like light rimming off the side of them. His haircuts there. His sweaters there. Um, You'll begin I, rounding I, I them up like and putting him into my vaccination Steven, camps immediately. You can't blame Stephen and George for the fact that they just acknowledge that the cycle of violence always continues. I mean, that's all George Lucas wanted to get across to everybody with Star Wars was that all governments fall down yeah, eventually. Yeah, re- rebuilt and then take over and all that shit. Yes. It's not a cycle anymore. Now you go to seven and then eight and then nine and you get really confused and disappointed. You don't... It... Well, see, the thing is seven, eight, and nine can work in the cycle, but they have to actually add something to the story. And if... You know what I mean? To the actual nine episode story and they don't <laughs> they don't actually add anything to the story at all they 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 don't follow the pattern they're not they're not a third <laughs> act in a trilogy as a whole they're not it's sad they're, all right well, you, on. It's not, i mean it's i don't get sad at that I, I get angry there's people to blame just like just like with afghanistan yeah but but uh, uh, Star Wars isn't uh, the the shit show that Afghanistan is. Uh, R- R- no, see, I I didn't like not I Rise of Skywalker. Like... I'm, I'm I'm talking about the Last Jedi. Sorry, the Last Jedi I mean, is the current state of Afghanistan. I don't like Rise of Skywalker much anymore. I definitely loved it when I first saw it. Yeah, me too. I was definitely I was definitely blown away by the colors and the lights and the and the flashing uh, and and the noises. I, but, I, I just um, love that we, we kept dashing to one planet and then undoing something Ryan Johnson but, did. Dash but, to another planet and undo yeah, another thing Ryan it. Johnson did. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, he was just going around fixing it all. But um, <laughs> um, I I do – I have no idea what my point was going to be. Never mind. Well, uh, I'll, I'll segue us on to the next topic, which is um, our first 9-11 anniversaries. I'll, I'll do mine real quick so you have time to th- just think of what yours was. Because oh, I, I remember mine uh, really? very the, well. My first year anniversary was uh, – I, there was a vigil at my college. I was now a sophomore, and uh, I was at this vigil where we were all lighting candles and tell, people were telling stories. And I was like, "This is fucking boring." And I was joining a fraternity at that time, and one of my fraternity brothers to be, I was a pledge. Was like, 
hey, I got us tickets to an Angels game. Let's go to the Angels game. I was exhausted because that night before I ended up sleeping on a girl's floor because we were supposed to hook up, but she she was too drunk and started throwing up. So I ended up sleeping on her floor because I didn't want to walk back across campus. I was, so, I was so tired and drunk I couldn't even walk back to my dorm to get to a bed. The floor was more comfortable. So I was already fucking exhausted. But one of my fraternity brothers that night, it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Angels, we got tickets to the Angels game. 20 tickets. Let's, let's, let's go right now. I'm like, all right. Somebody acquired, or it was like 10 tickets, like acquired mystery 10 tickets to an Angels game at Angel Stadium. And I fucking went. I think they were playing the A, so it was like a big game. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, they did. They we arrived just in time to have this giant fucking flag being on, on like zip lines across the stadium while there was like fireworks. And it was God bless America, 20th anniversary, one year anniversary of 9 11, 9 11 anniversary. And all those angels, they 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 went out there and they put their hats on their fucking hearts. Nowadays, they all just kneel and piss on the flag. I mean, not really. That's not baseball. That's why I don't hate baseball. But that's 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 the NFL. But yeah, th- th- them angels won me over. They really liked America. The A's Disney's probably team. did too. Yeah, it was fucking. It was it, yeah. It was it was the Walt Disney owned. I don't. Does Disney own the Angels? I think they did at one point. I don't think they do anymore. Do they own the Ducks? I think they may have at one point. I don't think they do anymore. But I, I don't know. Who knows? I have no idea. Now, you can probably figure out what wrong. college I went to just by the fact that apparently I'm surrounded by Anaheim teams. But it is weird that all the Anaheim teams are uh, just owned by fucking Disney or have Disney movies about what, them. What's in Anaheim? Is anything important there? Disneyland. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but Walt Disney Studios is in, is, is in Los Angeles. It's in Burbank. Burbank. Yeah. So why why do they focus on the team the places or, or or did they found those places and did they they found those teams I don't know that has nothing to do with nine eleven where were you where was your one year anniversary story of nine eleven Oh my god so I was um uh, sleeping yeah and I literally like woke up to my roommate uh, standing at my door knocking on the door the doors again. open. <laughs> and uh and he's yeah you just ruined my joke yeah he was getting, no that's not where i was i was not there. i wasn't there i was actually um i was on a family trip to jackson hole wyoming Ooh. and um we were uh there and we were it was that night we went back from the pool to um the uh the room the hotel room the suite and uh we watched an HBO documentary. That was the one year of uh, 9-11. And it, the documentary, if I recall, didn't have um, footage, but it had the still photos of people falling from uh, the World Trade Center. Let the bodies and, hit and, the floor. And, Let the bodies hit the floor. Oh, my God. That song got pulled off the radio for like a year because uh, it, it was like, yeah, no, the Drowning Pools hit song, Bodies. The Bodies hit the dun. Done. Yeah, that song was a uh, got got a uh, pulled like on nine twelve by Clear Channel Communications. So like every radio station across America, one something's wrong with me. Two something's wrong with me. Yeah, as a result, all the upcoming shows and things that Drowning Pool had planned inevitably got canceled because no one was playing their songs on the radio anymore. And I think that uh, lead singer killed himself in like two thousand two or two thousand three no or something because he was so Is depressed. He dead? Yeah, he's dead. No, he's not dead. His body hit the floor. No, it didn't. All right, let me research. Let me research. 
that feels like that's a, that's an internet like urban legend that that he would die because of his song was removed off the radio but I bet he's alive and he's like he's like living in Palm Springs everyone loves it there's lots of bodies hitting the floor in Palm Springs one okay give two according to Wikipedia says original vocalist Uh Dave Williams was found dead on August 14 2002 Uh from heart disease but I distinctly remember being told that he had killed himself because he was so depressed that his song was his hit song was taken away uh, because of uh, because of 9-11 broken heart it was a broken heart it's true it's a broken heart it was because his song was taken away and his heart broke and then he died poor guy yeah that's sad wow that's too bad did you tell your actual story yet or was it the, the oh you're no, Jackson, it Jackson Hole, Hole. Yeah. yeah yeah it was Jackson Hole and I saw those photos and that was really kind of shocking because I remember hearing about that but like I think that was the first time I actually saw anything on it and then it wasn't too long after that I saw the French documentary uh, those French um, uh, I thought they were French uh, the French documentary filmmakers who were happened to be um, with uh, one of the fire departments and so one of the filmmakers stayed at the department at the ha- firehouse and then the other filmmaker went uh, in, on one of the engines one of the trucks to the uh, trade center and in that documentary um, there's a point when they're in the inside the World Trade Center and uh, you actually hear these loud bangs and they don't know at the time exactly what those are and then you find it's out later, somebody's rocking drowning pool <laughs> Those are the bodies hitting the floor. <laughs> Jesus One, Christ. Got to give two. Yeah, so I, I that's what I did. I, I recall being in the pool and then watching HBO. Yeah. I remember the video of a dog reacting to this <laughs> towers falling down. It was in some oh, documentary really? that was released around the, the one-year anniversary. I was just like, that dog doesn't understand what's happening. No. Oh, and then maybe like the following year, I was like probably watched Loose Change. Honestly, I did probably watch Loose Change. We'll get to Loose Change. Year. We have that on the agenda. Oh, is that on there? Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of the agenda, why don't you go ahead and pull it up? Because uh, there's a link, or I can share a screen if you want. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Buzzfeed sure. looks like. A, do we want to just uh, share a screen? Yeah. Share a screen. Yeah. Go sure. ahead. I'll share a screen. So yeah, this episode I believe is titled "The Cool Boys." Uh, 9-11 20th anniversary memorial episode this episode is our memorial to 9-11 20 years later but I thought it'd be fun to visit the only BuzzFeed listicle article I could find well the, the, at least the, the most popular one there's the less important ones are you doing emojis uh, about oh, I'm, sta- I'm staring at myself again by the way oh god damn it why, do you, why is that the default screen I don't know it's your computer <laughs> Forky asks a question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You said it just like Forky. I love it. All right. So this the, the, so the, this article uh, available at BuzzFeed.com slash Gabrielle Sanchez slash 22 with hyphens in between all these words. 22 of the most powerful 9-11 monuments around the world. Or just go to Google BuzzFeed 9-11 and you'll get this, this listicle. 22 of the most powerful 9-11 monuments around the world in honor and remembrance by Gabriel H. Sanchez of BuzzFeed staff. And uh, we're going to rank them. <laughs> or, or, sorry, rate them. We're going to rate them. Uh, you want to do like it, love it, gotta have it, or you want to use boys? 
Just do like it, love it. Yeah, all right, makes sense. I mean, technically speaking, that's speculative, and we are, but we until we actually have seen these in person, we can't mm-hmm. give them a proper boy rating. That's true. Some of these are interactive. All right, First, the, these, some of these I may have actually seen. These are in no particular order, but I, I, I maybe this is number one. Monument to the struggle against world terrorism in Bayonne, New Jersey, designed wow. by sculptor Zurab Tesselteli. This monument was a gift from Russian President Vladimir Putin and the people of Russia. <laughs> and what? Uh, it looks like it's just kind of it's kind of standing there. It's a uh, got kind of, there's only one big pillar that's got a crack in the middle, kind of like the twin towers, and it's got a ball in between them. Yeah, it looks like it. It might have been one of the towers. It's representing one of the towers. Yeah, it's a ball or it's like a teardrop. It's like a giant metal teardrop in the center of it. It's, it looks like it's at a dock somewhere. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but and that's New York in the background. Okay. Um, Yeah, I guess um, I'll, I'll give this a gotta have it. It's striking. And it's, it, it's large. I'm going to like it because it was given to us by Putin. <laughs> He's like your enemy. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, your enemy can be your friend, I guess, in these moments. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. This is a biggie. The National September 11 Memorial and Museum in New York City. This The 9-11 memorial pool was constructed at the former location of the World Trade Center. The plaza, plaza features two reflecting pools inscribed with the names of those killed on September 11, 2001. Gotta have I've, it. <laughs> yeah, um, I've seen this, actually, in person. Gotta have it. And I've actually seen Ground Zero um, when it was uh, still kind of a, a mess, but not not immediately afterwards. Advertisement. <laughs> and it was interesting to go back and because um, I took photos of Ground Zero when it was uh, it was all, all you know a Ground Zero, and um, it was it is really cool to go back there and kind of see the memorial pool. It is nice to see that. Okay. It's sad to see that there's still this void there, though. That is crazy. We can't really fill it in. I mean, it seems like it would be inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, number three, the Pentagon Memorial. In quotes. Like, maybe it's not really called that. In Arlington, Virginia. Each bench outside the Pentagon is dedicated to one of the 184 people who died in the Pentagon in American Airlines Flight 77. Wait, no one died in the Pentagon that day. According to this... BuzzFeed article, 184 people died no, in the no, Pentagon no, no. and American Airlines Flight 77. 184 people died on Flight 77, if if that was the real flight. But no one died in the Pentagon. Huh. Maybe one person did. Well, if they that if, was the if, if they were in of, American, if they were on the flight, and it went according to plan, they died in the Pentagon. So technically, Well, they died on just, impact with the Pentagon, maybe. But like... Uh, the whole point of, uh, of 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 the conspiracy, what what makes people believe the conspiracy, is that the Pentagon, the wing that was destroyed, E wing or something like that, if I recall, uh, the wing that was destroyed, it was um, uh, empty. It was ha- it had construction. It was, so it was being like renovated, and like nobody was in there. Hmm. And it also happened to be like where I don't know some potential like uh, um, receipts. For billions of dollars that ended up going missing, where is what was in there? Apparently, you'd have those in the World Trade Center as well, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, especially Tower there, Seven. Apparently, there was some potential financial documents as well, and 
and uh, and Tower Seven, yeah, as well. Yeah, Hold on, that, went, that me, went down. I'm gonna grab, um, I'm gonna grab a beer but, real fast. I'm just gonna grab. But a beer. Pentagon, it was uh, oh, yeah, there was the, there's supposed to be nobody in there. It was supposed to be beer. empty in that section where the plane hit. Big chungus. Big uh, chungus. All right, this, this memorial is bullshit, though. Uh, it's just a bunch of ill-shaped benches. You sit on them. It's a memorial. Each with water name, underneath them. Each, each each bench has a name, and you sit on that name with your ass and fart. Yeah, like and it. there's water where you splash yourself. I'm going to just want to like it. Yeah, I'll give these a, a like it. Especially since this article is trying to present it as if there's, like, Somebody in the Pentagon that died that day when it was like I don't think anybody died in the Pentagon that day. Well, this this is outside. This is this is a park. Be, bunch of benches in a park outside the Pentagon, and they sit on the names of the people they killed to fake a fucking plane crashing into them. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Allegedly. Number four, collective memory in New York City's Bryant Park to coincide with the 10th anniversary of September 11th. Artist Cheryl Oring placed 275. Like 2,753 empty chairs in New York's Bryant Park to remember each of the lives that were lost. Uh, these are what? Wait, what? They're just park benches? They're, they don't even look like park benches. They look like chairs. This is a like it. Yeah, this is a like it. This feels like, like, like a, a not that much creativity was actually put into this. I feel like a five year old could have thought this up. All right, we got Reflect in Rosemead, California. Getting pretty far oh, wow. away here, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, Heath Satow's sculpture Reflect is made with a damaged, rusted L-beam from the collapsed World Trade Center buildings. Each of the two hands are constructed with 2,976 interlocking birds representing the individual victims from the 2001 attacks. That's a different number than the previous it is. Yeah. one did, so that's, that's, a, little, that's a little weird. Um Okay, well, this, because this, this is just a girder from from the World wait, Trade wait. Center. This is bullshit. But it it is, but I think I don't have any Wikipedia numbers up in front of me. Wikipedia, but my says. guess is that the the Rosemead, California reflect is uh, representing all the victims of nine eleven, while collective memory is only representing those that died in New York. That's my guess. Yeah, they're not even counting the people on the plates. Yep, ninety three and um uh. 77. Suck yeah, at planes. You don't get plain people. You don't you don't get a, a park bench. In California they do, though. They get they get a sculpture. With two hands holding up a steel girder. Yeah. Right. We have the Flight 93 National Memorial in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Visitors are pictured here on the onlook overlook of the at the night Flight 93 National Memorial Centers in Shanksville, Pennsylvania on September 11, 2015. Uh wait, wait, do we do we do we Dude, number five, do we like it, love it, gotta have it for a reflective? I give it a like it. I think you you said yeah. I think I think love it maybe for that one. Um, okay, moving on for number six, Flight 93 National Memorial in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. This is where Flight 93 crashed, I guess. It's just this a is a horrible, fucking memorial. ugly, disgusting. No, this is terrible. Um, memorial it is giant cement fucking walls. I don't understand this this is gross i give this a like it you could at least make it look like a plane yeah i don't understand what the fuck they're doing it's really ugly all right number seven is i didn't know this was on here the 9-11 memorial at the new york new york casino in what? las vegas 
This memorial once held a rotating collection of firefighter t-shirts commemorating the lives lost in the attacks on the World Trade Center, but has since been demolished to make way for a $100 million renovation of the promenade in front of the Manhattan-themed casino and adjoining Monte Carlo. Gotta have it. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. I had no idea that there used to be a tiny little little memorial. I didn't it's, either. It's just people's t-shirts. It's just a bunch of t-shirts from firefighters. I love And the they got rid that- of it. <laughs> The photo, the photo is amazing because the person is like very classic Midwestern. Yeah, that's, like that's a woman, Vegas person. Yeah, look ankles, jellies on her feet. I guess. Um, I'm gonna look, go look with clean. like they it. They got T-shirts of the firefighters. Yeah, I'm gonna go like it. This is this feels insensitive. <laughs> that is a gotta have it to me, man. All right, All we right. got what is this? The Trinity Route at Trinity Church in New York City. Uh, guided by workers, the Trinity Root sculpture is lowered into place by a crane in the Trinity Church yard of New York City. In this photo, in this photo, I mean, it's it's just there, but they're describing on this photo. It's not touching the ground. The twelve twelve point five by twenty foot bronze sculpture, weighing three tons, memorializes the stump of a seventy year old sycamore tree that shielded St. Paul's Chapel from falling debris on September oh, wow. 11, 2001. A tree gets a memorial? <laughs> wow. It, it protected a, a church, a chapel, excuse me. That's insane. Okay, so I've heard about how they do things like this with um, hives, like ant hives and beehives yeah. and hornets hives in the ground, how they'll just, like, you know, pour all that shit, like the plaster or they'll, or they'll pour metal. Yeah, this is, like, they did that with, yeah, the trees roots, I guess. It looks like, yeah, that's what they did with this, and it's beautiful. They should not have made it red. I thought this was, like, some David Cronenberg shit. Dude, I thought it was referencing um, War of the Worlds, Spielberg's movie. Yeah, it looks very much like that, like the, the red Oh, bonds. that would actually probably be my Murica movie, I guess. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, maybe not. That maybe would, not. That, I mean, that, that it's, it's not really... Yeah, it's not America. America. It's, it's more like, oh my God, we're going to die. Yeah, it's not really America. It's not. Uh, we have the All 9-11 right. Memorial at Public Garden, Boston. The woman pauses at the 9-11. All right, what's this? Aww. Two hijacks crashed the world transit. There's nothing in here. There's nothing here. It's just a plaque. It's just a plaque. It's just, it's, yeah, it, I, I have not seen this, but I have been to the Public Garden um, a few times. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'll give this a like it. Yeah, San Francisco's memorial to all the the vanished people who who died from Thanos in Endgame and Avengers. Yeah, Endgame, I'm, yeah, I'm expecting something like that, and I'm seeing a lot of like, here's a plaque, or here's a bunch of T-shirts. Mm-hmm. This is the top 19 around the world. This is all we get. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess the Freedom Tower kind of counts as a, as one big memorial, but that might be on here. All right, number it 10, we got the 9/11 Living Memorial Plaza in Ramot, Jerusalem. Uh, oh, that's a cool flag. It's a, it's like a flag. That's nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a flying flag, um, made of metal. This monument measures thirty feet and has been partially forged with recovered steel from the twin towers. Oh wow. Okay. Interesting. That's not bad. I'll, I'll give it. Yeah, I'll give it a love. It. Good, good job, Juice. You did. You, you, yeah. That's more respectful than a lot of ours. Uh, the Boston Logan International. By the way, by the way, there's um. Uh, people always want to talk about like insensitivity and things like that when it comes to like sculptures and things. Uh, and and one of the things it's really evident when you go to uh, Auschwitz Birkenau, Auschwitz too technically, um, is uh, you you see art uh, that was created that was purposefully um, 
feels insensitive, it feels gross, or it feels like it's uh, sparking um, a conversation. And the purpose is to spark that conversation, to not forget, to remember these actual things that happened, uh, and also to know that there is violence and horror in the world, um, and not to and not to hide from it. And it feels like you know when you do like just like this one above it, the public garden one in Boston, or just names on cement on the ground kind of thing like that doesn't that feels yeah. like you're kind of like trying to sanitize it maybe too much I don't, and i'm not saying that the this one in jerusalem is much better but it's it's definitely much more striking yeah well speaking of sanitized and trivialized the boston logan international airport 9-11 memorial inscribed on two large planes of glass outside of logan international airport are the names of those killed in united airlines flights the flights that were killed in it literally looks like a bus stop it looks like a smoking section or a bus stop yeah yeah it does uh with one little bench and a sad little guy maybe photoshopped in there he doesn't quite match the lighting he does he's too saturated it's weird yeah all right, we got the uh, Valor Commitment Dedication in Grapevine, Texas. Uh, Ooh, look at the sculpture behind him, though, of the of the firefighter on his knees. Wow. That's okay. New York firefighter Stephen Huminski views the monument honoring the firefighters who lost their lives during a 9-11 remembrance ceremony in Grapevine, Texas. Uh, this guy, who worked on Engine 301 and was at Ground Zero that day, is now retired and lives in the area. He says he pays respects here since he cannot make it back to New York. So, uh, basically, a, a firefighter from 9-11 moved to Grapevine, Texas, and they're like, we'll build you a memorial just for you. But well, all the other firefighters who actually died that day will have their names on it. Uh, that's pretty good. I'm going to give it a love it. Yeah, I'm going to give this um, uh, a gotta have it. And I got to say, you know, for someone that was actually there that day as a first responder, for him to not be... I guess, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> you were talking about yourself there for a second. Oh, yeah. I was, I was delivering there. a pizza? To, uh, <laughs> to they needed pizzas. They need pizzas. Before the towers fell, they needed their pizzas. Um, <laughs> is it going to be cold? I don't think it's going to be a problem when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But this guy doesn't look like he's suffering from any cancer. Maybe no. he is, but, you know, good on him if he's not. And he's make, making it because a lot of people that. Only the ones really who stayed in New York got cancer mysteriously. Well, the ones that, like, that, yeah, got sick, they got sick, like, quickly. And then it, like, was, like, terminal for a long time. They were dealing with shit. And I don't know how many are still around that are, like, battling these horrible, like, diseases and cancers and illnesses that they they they, they got from all of the debris, the burning debris and all that shit. It's disgusting. I'll give this memorial this. This is a low-budget memorial that, that, I mean, I know, like, this This compared to, like, the one at Ground Zero, like, the Ground Zero one's your big-budget $150 million blockbuster. This is yeah. your indie $8 million uh, dollar not the, that that this actually this probably only had a budget of like twenty thousand dollars but like your eight million dollar indie movie whereas like that boston logan international one was probably a 50 million dollar mid-tier movie that just shit the bed and and, oh, and no sure. one liked it the yeah the boston logan international airport is literally uh zack snyder's justice league directed by joss whedon yeah kind of commitment dedication in grapevine texas is is like you know uh, uh, an independent superhero a Nicholas film, Winding right? Rifen movie perhaps sure and then yeah and, and that so yeah it, it definitely like you know works that way and then yeah if, I guess yeah your uh, Ground Zero actual like the uh, memorial pool nine eleven memorial pool that's that's, your that's actually Park, Zack yeah. Snyder's real Justice League yeah 
All right, well, moving moving here, or, or where I am, the 9-11 Memorial at the Los Angeles Fire Department, Frank Hotchkin Memorial Trading Center in Los Angeles. Uh, we got that dickhead Eric Garcietti standing behind a bell and in front of a statue. What's the thing? Uh, Eric Garcietti and this fire department chief ring a bell and memorial ceremony marking the 13th anniversary of the 9-11 next to the World Trade Center Memorial. Okay, so the bell is not the memorial. It's the thing behind him. Yes, it's the it's the steel girder looking thing. It's, it's three probably. prongs. There should be two prongs for the, t- the two towers. I'm wondering if it's something that's like a part of the building. Because that's a big part of like a lot of the stuff there. Like, um, I, I can't. The sculpture that used to be in the middle of the World Trade Center uh, uh, square courtyard yeah. uh, was a big giant gold ball uh, sculpture with like some black shit around it, and it got trashed when all the buildings fell on it. Um, but they put it out there in Battery Park, which is not too far away, and you could go see it. And it was just wrecked the hell. I remember going to see it. And it was just like. It was destroyed. It was metal destroyed by metal falling on it. And I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy to see something art that was destroyed by a building falling on it being represented as art again, but with this new history attached to it. I feel like that became the norm based on what I'm seeing here and kind of what I've seen over the last 20 years that it was like, let's let's honor let's honor this moment by showing some horrible debris from it. I think it was... Uh, Oh God, what's his name? Uh, Bill Hicks. I think Bill Hicks made the joke about like that Christians go around essentially wearing shotguns on their necks, right? Yeah, when they have yeah, crosses yeah. on their necklaces. No, that's and that, uh, like that, that's George Carlin. Was that Carlin? Yeah, I yeah. It was Hicks. Like, like, why would you think that he he wants to see crosses? That's the last yes. thing that you want he want to see. It'd yeah. be like you wearing a shotgun around yeah. your neck, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it feels like it's one thing to take some art that was actually in in, in the middle of World Trade Center Square. And then put it in Battery Park to be displayed, to destroy. But it's another thing to everywhere you go, like this is a memorial, and it's part of the World Trade Center building. It's like, I don't know. I feel like that's not yeah. I, I, I'm just gonna say I don't like any all the ones that have like are made of scrap or pieces of rubble. Yeah, do better than getting rubble. Like, and if you if you have the rubble, be like that fucking Jerusalem thing where it's like it's melted down. Uh, from your recovered right. steel and you made something out of it. Don't just give me a fucking girder and put a hand holding it or, or put up whatever hands. the hell this thing is behind Eric Garcietti. Yeah, Roseby, California, they had the girder with the two hands. I think I gave that a love it, maybe. Um, but yeah, like that one. Like This, that, this like, is a like it. This the, the LA one, this is a like it. Oh yeah, this LA one with Eric Garcetti is a like it for okay. sure. Let's move Mostly on. I like Eric's this one. It. Memory and light in Padua, Italy. And I got to scroll out because it's so fucking big. It's beautiful. It's, I mean, it, it, it vaguely has the idea of two towers standing up. Let's see the description. Uh, it probably, ha- wait, it, it, hang on, but it pro- it looks like just what I'm seeing. It probably has a piece from the actual World Trade Center or something, but that's not all it is, right? It's not just, look, hey, it's this uh, chunk we have. Like, they built something around it. There's, like, yeah, shit yeah. around it's it. It's a twisted steel beam from the World Trade Center. It was designed by Daniel Libskind, who also was the master plan for reconstructing at Ground Zero. So, oh, wow. so so yeah this i don't know why it's in italy but it's pretty i guess because the designer is from italy maybe but like that's pretty good they got a girder and they fucking went to work with it yeah it's it's a better version of what boston was trying to do i feel yeah, this like this is a gotta have it yeah this is a gotta have it all right 
So, and like Rosemead, California, I mean, at least they put two hands underneath it to hold it up, making of the birds that represents everybody that was like, you know, died that day. Um, not good enough. Yeah, but the, this is like so much bigger and better. Talking 9 11 here. All right, let's move on to some absolute garbage. The since 9 11 memorial at the Queen Elizabeth II Olympic Park in London. We got, I think, Boris Johnson looking at it. I've seen this in person. Yeah, that is Boris Johnson. Unveils a sculpture by, yeah, Boris Johnson unveils a sculpture by U.S. artist Mayo Ando entitled Since 9 11, which uses steel taken from the World Trade Center. Jesus fucking Christ, it's just a hump of steel. <laughs> Yeah, it, I seen it in person. It it's not it's nothing. It's nothing special. It's just it's literally what I was talking about. What I was frustrated about earlier. Yeah, it's just this. It's just that. It's all it is. They just literally took a big chunk of. It's like it's what the Eric Garcetti one was, right? It's just it's here's the here's some debris. It's art. It's like no, do do a little bit more with it, at least do something with it. This is this is ridiculous. This looks like it just fell onto somebody and then they put it on a truck, stood it up in a park. Yeah, this is going to get the rare, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. And I've seen this in person. It looks like this. It's really stupid. Boris Johnson's even looking like, you guys didn't do anything with it? <laughs> you just yeah, set it up? Yeah, he's shocked. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it either. He hates it. All right, well. it's like, this is this is it? You just, threw, you just threw some garbage up? Someone died on that, and you just threw that. <laughs> yeah, like there's a... somebody crushed in between it. Yeah, like you at least cleaned it all right we got, all right next one we got a big wall here the uh, fdny memorial wall at the fdny's engine tin company tin in new york city this is a packed wall awesome. it's pretty good the firefighter yeah, looks at the mural this is beautiful 57 56 foot bronze mural honors the lives of the 343 new york firefighters and uh, yeah it's bordered by brick yeah right it's it's essentially matted it's framed and matted by with brick it has little tiny American flags across the top of it. It's well lit. And then uh, on the other side of the path is just a whole bunch of American flags, you know, old glory, yeah, just freedom across Tower. all the way. This is really beautiful. This is, I got to give this a got to have it. I'm going to give it a love it. And here's why it's still, I mean, it's embossed, but it's basically two dimensional, which kind of makes it like, uh, uh, I mean, it's, I know it's a mural, but I like 3D memorials. Yeah, but this embossed look to me reminds me of like fucking Palpatine's office in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I'll, or, right, I'll give it a gotta have it. I'll give it. A it even reminds it. me of uh, Zack Snyder's Kryptonian tech, right? The way they did metal holograms or whatever holographic yeah, metal. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Like th that one firefighter's pointing, just like uh, Zod was when he was like, "We went to the stars." Mm -hmm. All right. Well, or or whoever it was was pointing. I guess some dead Kryptonian. All right, uh, that one's that one, that person got a, like assigned a mural and they did a good job. They, the 3D wasn't probably up to the people who had to work on it. Uh, but this number 17, we have the Empty Sky Memorial in Jersey City, New Jersey. Oh. The concrete and steel Empty Sky Memorial was designed by architect somebody, Jessica, and pays tribute to 646 citizens of new york of new jersey who lost their lives fuck all the new yorkers this is just from the people from joysy who lost their lives that's yep. such a fucking joysy thing to do and uh, it's just two brick walls man yeah i guess they're supposed to represent the two towers um i don't like this one i'm gonna give it a like it i guess <laughs> give it a like it too all right we're almost done we got postcards in staten island in new york on the inner wall of one of the two wing what the fuck is this is this a bunch of postcards yeah what is it it doesn't wait it's concrete postcards or some shit what is this 
Postcard monument. Yeah, it's not real postcards. Yeah, it's a monument, but they're based on postcards with the names, and you have places you can stick a flower. This is a Staten oh, Island. That's all right. I like guess. it. Yeah, this is a like it. All right. This is a like it. The memorial honors the lives of the 274 Staten Island residents who died on 9 11 because the New Jersey people didn't give them anything. Jesus so Christ. So Staten Island had to get in there and be like, fuck you, all right? We'll do our 274. What, 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 is, what is with New York? And they're fucking like, oh, man, you're from Brooklyn? I'm from yeah. Queens. Fuck you. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, or, or even just like huh, Brooklyn. Or, you know, where you from, kid? Queens? Like, who gives yep. a shit? You're all from New York, you dipshits. We don't fucking care. You're all one big place. Yeah, can you imagine? That's what it would be like, you know? Where are you from? Santa Monica, where are you from? Venice. Fuck you. Fuck you, Venice. My parents think, who are not from Los Angeles, who are from Texas, legitimately say constantly that Disneyland is in Los Angeles. And I'm just like, it's not really in Los Angeles. It's it's outside, you know? Right. I didn't, it's, that, that area is not Los Angeles. Like, they think mm. Los Angeles goes north to San Francisco and south to San Diego. And then San Diego's this little sliver and then there's Mexico. What movie was that? Where it was like, they called it San Angeles or something like that, right? And it was San Francisco to Los Angeles. San Angeles, Angeles is Demolition Man. Oh, that That's Demolition Man? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. I mean, like, like people just be like, "Oh, I'm from Westchester." Like, what? Where? Where's that? It's not even near New York City. Why are you talking about 9/11? It's all fucking New York. All right, we got number 19. The F FDNY engine fit four, 54 ladder four. Oh, right, the ladder four has a movie, right? Uh, memorial in New York City. An FDNY firefighter lays flowers at the memorial. Blah blah blah. Fifteen firefighters of engine four. Died responding September 11th. It's a tiny little plaque on the ground. Probably was not expensive. Uh, I'll give it a love it. <laughs> not a like it, because I know that that person didn't have a lot of money to work with. But I mean, what? Is, what I mean, it's, it, there's nothing to it. Well, yeah, who, who made this? And why? Probably a firefighter. It's like in his tool shed from Iraq. I'll get it to like it. Yeah, I'll, I'll downgrade to like it too. Sorry, firefighters. Is it, is it a slab of marble? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't even. It doesn't look like it was made from the twin towers, and it's right there in New York, so they they had it plenty of rubble. It looks like rubble. it's someone's patio. Like it, it feels a little inappropriate. It feels like something you could just buy at Home Depot and have embossed. Home yeah, Depot yeah. might have made this, honestly. Yeah, do you want it engraved? We do free engraving. Yeah. Like, yes, we need you to engrave the uh, 15 firefighters of engine 54 ladder yeah, four really. who died responding to the September 11th terrorist attacks. And the Home Depot guy is just like, this is dedicated to the 154 people of engine three on ladder two who died on September 9th terrorist Yeah, attack. really. Did you get all the numbers wrong? Like, I feel like you could get like a better like you know tribute from Etsy than than you did from like wherever this came from. Like this is unfortunate. Yeah, this this is this is the worst one. All right, well that was it. No, there's other ones. How many are there? Wait, I thought there was nineteen. No, twenty two. Fuck, we got more. We're on number twenty though. We are on twenty. 
Okay. Oh, shit. These are getting sad. The yes. FDNY Memorial Wall. Are these guys really underfunded at the FDNY headquarters of Brooklyn, New York? Clearly. Uh, this is a plaque. This, speaking of things you buy at Home Depot, this one doesn't even have the names embossed. They're like at, they're like added on like stickers. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, because this is the people who have died from illnesses related to working at Ground Zero. Oh, so shit. this is the first memorial ballard that we see that is being updated in real time. This is John Stewart. Yeah, this is they're adding names to it. I was looking at this and thinking about Top Gun, and I thought like that maybe someone would look at them and go, "The plaque for the alternates is down in the ladies' room," and then Goose would start laughing. Oh, oh God, no, you kill me! You really do. We don't get no, to no, see no, it no. till May now. There's two O's and Goose than one. Oh, Top Gun. Right, love Top Gun. Like it. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a love it because at least it's not a good. It's, it's not a good memorial. I guess, yeah. Yeah, but at least yeah, it's interactive. At least it's that. At least they're honoring people who are dying still because of the you know the realities of the debris and the shit you get you inhale. Yeah. All right. Uh, September 11th Memorial Garden, London. Wow, London this does looks, not give a shit about us. This looks like it's like some old lady's backyard, and you should probably tear the whole house down because she <laughs> is. Uh, a fucking like you know squatter or she's a I don't even know what she's like a, a pack rat or something what is the a fucking hoarder. inscription says grief is the price we pay for love uh what is uh what what, what is that is some trite is that bullshit. from Star Trek I have that, no idea I keep thinking of, what, what's, the, what's the line what's the line that Vision says that everyone lost their shit over like that's great writing he's like what, what is what is sadness but love persevering or something? Oh, yes, 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 yes. From the WandaVision show. Yeah, from on WandaVision. He says something like, yes. you know, what is sad? What is something but love persisting? Uh, it's like, and everyone's like, that's great writing. What, no, uh, what is grief if not love preserving? You got an Emmy for that episode for writing or a nomination. Nomination, I think, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's that's a that's a really that is a really good line. What is grief but love preserving? I mean, that's the that that is. I mean, that level of grief is definitely that. Well, for sure. Well, this London thing is sticks uh, holding up that's that that phrase. The grief is the price we pay for love. I give this one a like it. This was yeah. They say this was created in two thousand three. It like it does <laughs> it does feel like they like made this after WandaVision. They're like, it feels like they had this already, and somebody inscribed, uh, <laughs> "Grief is the price we pay for love," and there's like 9/11 tribute, and there's like a wreath. <laughs> it should say, "Grief is the price we pay for love," and then underneath it, it's like, "Who attributes the force to vision?" 9/11. No, it's just 9/11. <laughs> 9/11 said this. Well, we got. This shit would be good. We're finishing it up with the big one, the big, the big money ball. Uh, is uh, the tribute in light, in New York City? These are the lights. Yeah, These are the lights. My brother just sent me the photo. All of the lights. <laughs> All of the lights. Tribute in light is a uh, an ephemeral light sculpture comprising of comprising of eighty eight searchlights placed at the near the World Trade Center, projecting two beams of light that echo what was once the twin towers. And each one of these searchlights heats up the Earth atmosphere one degree every year. Does it? Closely, yeah. I know environmentalists don't like this thing, and I actually tried to shut it down. I was like, climate change is bad. This is just perpetuating towers and beams and light and energy. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty cool, though. 
and, and some alien will fly over it and be like, they're attacking us with beams. <laughs> we, have to, we have to invade. Yeah, light actually, like, yeah, <laughs> light hurts them. They're like vampires. This is big budget shit. I'll give it a, I'll give it a gotta, gotta have it. Gotta have it and like it for England, if I didn't say that earlier. <laughs> yeah, no, the, that in London, the, the Memorial Garden, which yeah. is a bunch of sticks, yeah. Yeah, I was ripping off WandaVision. Yeah, that was... In <laughs> 2003. In <laughs> 2003, yep. All right, moving on. That's it. That's the last one. Wait, 9-11 movies ranked. Oh, you mean moving on to the next topic? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, or rated or whatever. Uh, I, I don't know. We should probably rank them. But the, these are the movies that I could think of with the help of Google that directly uh, depict 9-11. So not like uh, War of the Worlds or uh, 28 Days Later, kind of like vaguely referencing it but like actually directly being about it yeah man of steel homaging it uh, you know or 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 a team america or whatever i mean they they, they mentioned 9-11 but this is like actually taking place on 9-11 having flashbacks mm -hmm. to 9-11 dealing with it i have w and vice on here looking forward i don't know if they should actually be on here but they kept coming up in the googles and i'm like i haven't even seen vice but w uh, w maybe not so much but vice a little bit maybe well, I mean, let's not rank them. Uh, after I wrote ranked, I'm like, let's not rank them. Uh, this is even a definitive list. Let's, let's, let's rate them. And if you've seen it, give your boys. And if you haven't seen it, give it a like it, love it, gotta have it. Okay. All right, we got Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which I swear to God was called Extremely Close and Incredibly Loud, but Google and Wikipedia and IMDb says it's called Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Uh, I have not seen this movie. It's about an autistic boy whose dad was Tom Hanks, I think, and he died on 9-11. Uh, yes. Um, I've seen this. I saw this on a plane, uh, and um, it wasn't that good. And if I recall, this boy goes and meets, like, another older gentleman. Was it, like, Martin Landau or some random shit? Lars, uh, Max von Sydow. That's it, yeah. I almost said and, Lars and, von Trier. That would have been weird. Lars von Trier hangs out with Lars von Trier while they make, uh, you know, one of his films, *Nymphomaniac*. Um, <laughs> Great movie. Extremely loud and incredibly close. It, it, it's one of those movies where, like, Tom Hanks is the dad. He's dead early on, and that's that, right? And and the kid's dealing with the loss of his father. And in the in the movie is a lot about grief and and love preserving, you know, and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> What are your um, boys? It's not that good. I would give it maybe like two out of five boys. Okay. I'll give it a like it because I haven't seen it. All right. We got Remember Me. Uh, sorry, Robert Pattinson. And I have not seen this, but I love, I love this movie. I've seen the clip at the end because the whole thing is like, it takes you, you don't know exactly what time it is it's it definitively lets you know like early on it's 1991 and then the story goes on over years and then yeah the ending apparently is 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 robert pattinson like is like all right i love you girl from lost i gotta get on go, go to meet my dad in new york and then it's like it's some ridiculous reveal that like oh he's working on the, the north tower and then yeah he dies and it depicts it I haven't seen it. The, I'm going to give it a love it, though. I've never seen it yet, but I know of it. And, I, and I've always loved the idea that, like, at the very end of the movie, you're like, oh, shit, he's a 9-11. Like, what? It's, like, such a gimmick. It's not It's not respectful in any way. And I love that they just did not give a fuck about being respectful 
uh, less than 10 years later, they're like, whatever. Yeah, like, whatever. He dies on 9-11. It'll be good. Um, but that's a fun that's a fun little love story. It feels like a kid playing with toys, like with Barbies, and <laughs> their, their parents bought them, you know, a plane Barbie, and they pretend the plane crashed into Barbie's dream palace. Yeah, this, as I understand it, it is a very tone-deaf uh, use of 9-11 in a movie. Uh, I, I, I threw oh, the yeah. poster in this one because the poster is the best part. Um, is uh, 2017's 9-11, starring what? Charlie Sheen, Gina Gershon, and Whoopi Goldberg. I remember when this came out, the trailer came out, and we all watched the trailer, and we're like, what the fuck? They made a movie and just called it 9-11 and they have have it starring D-listers and it was made with no budget? Who did this? Wait. Who got away with this? Yeah. Atlas Distribution Company. Do you remember this? Do you remember this coming out? Or I don't. Uh, I remember what came out. Gershon. Yeah. It's Louise Guzman. Too, is it? The big names. Yeah, uh, Charlie Sheen plays a guy who was stuck in an elevator in in, in one of the towers, and uh, I guess dies in an explosion. It's like it's like a you know slice of life day, you know, like where you get a little bit of uh, everybody. But the the I guess the Charlie Sheen part of it's based on a book called Elevator. <laughs> so the rest Wait, of is the anybody here based on a real person? I do not know. This this one seems wildly insensitive. Like, way more so than Remember Me. On review aggregate Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 11% based on nine reviews. I believe it. Yeah. I'm questioning Sheen's history with the 9-11 truth movement. In 2006, Sheen called in to the far-right conspiracy theorist radio program host, hosted by Alex Jones. <laughs> they won't say what it's called. They won't say Infowars. No. To voice his support to the then-growing 9-11 truth movement. Sheen suggested that the Twin Towers had been destroyed due to a controlled demolition, which was the followed, which was then followed by a cover-up by the U.S. government. He went on to state, It seems to me like 19 amateurs with box cutters taking over four commercial airlines, airliners and hitting 75% of their targets. That feels like a conspiracy theory. In 2006, Sheen spoke at 9-11 Truther Convention in Los Angeles with <laughs> Alex Jones and later reaffirmed his beliefs about the conspiracy on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Oh, it goes on. My God. Yeah, Pete Davidson was mad about this movie, apparently. Good for him. Stop milking it. Oh, Stop milking that's it. That's right, because Pete Davidson's dad was a firefighter yeah. that died on 9-11, and that was the movie that just came out recently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which That's I, a nine eleven movie. Yeah, but it, it doesn't depict it or 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 show it because it takes place modern day. Okay, it's 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 dealing. It's, it's Bill Burr's like his new potential stepdad or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, it, it's it's similar because I have on here Rain Over Me, but that takes place like right after nine eleven. All right, let's move on. Uh, United ninety three saw it in theaters. Fucking love it. Think it might be the best movie on this list. I actually know. I'm going to say it. It is the best movie on this list. United 93 is great. Uh, four and a half out of five, boys. Uh, yes. It it was hard to watch um, for me. You, uh, you, you're rooting for time. them, though. I was like, come on. You're going to get it. You're going you're gonna to beat them and, and take control of the airport, the airplane. You do. You do root for them. Um, it essentially does what Titanic does, where you're like, 
you know, you, when they're almost hitting the iceberg, you're like, come on, come on, don't hit the iceberg, even though you know they are. When they're ta- when the let's roll goes down, you're like, come on, get those fucking terrorists, get them fucking yeah. Arabs. <laughs> but then they, uh, and then and but they're they they're essentially they have a hand in their own demise, which is so sad. Well, yeah, but because Paul Greengrass that, in that moment, in that moment, yeah, I mean, to, but they were gonna die anyways. Yeah, just, they were going to die anyways. It'd kill more people. So it, it's still, well, it's still, or, it's still, it's still triumphant in a way. Or but. they were going to be blown away if you believe the actual information that Cheney was about to take. That or they were out. just blown away. Let's, let's face or it. they were blown away if you think that the reality is that the United States government did take. That Which away. I kind of maybe do. So we talked about this. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's weird that like I like this movie so much considering I know it might actually just be propaganda. But I feel yep. like it came out in two thousand four five or four and it- see i I've, I've never been able ever since 9 11 i've never like 9 11 2001 i mean i have never been able to shake um uh the idea that united 93 was shot down yeah no and but- and, and I, i'm not, i'm okay with that like i don't want to be like i'm against that yeah that something. i would be more I okay with why it. i did I, assembled from the official like documents like paul greengrass well obviously he like did everything he could to depict it as possible he didn't you know change facts or anything it's he as a director he is like very much always been because he also did that movie about the sunday bloody sunday or, or, or Black yes. sunday he does this like almost and bloody and, sunday bloody sunday and and then captain phillips like are like his movies that are like overtly like this is what really happened and then he films the board movies i won't i haven't seen the fourth one because everyone says it's terrible but I like two and three, and he films those kind of in this. I, mean, I like three. He films in the same. You mean like, the fifth one? The fourth one was um, t- Tony Gilroy. Oh yeah, I don't count that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the like he films them like I'm going to film this the same way, documentary style. Like this is really happening, even though it's obviously a a, a fictional Greenville, story. Yeah, thing. I mean, if this is like, like Quentin Tarantino, if he wanted to make a movie about United Eighty Three, even before. He got on his his shit. He did with with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and and Glorious mm-hmm. Bastards. You'd be like, no, I don't trust this guy because he would do something like that. He would have him be like, yep. yeah, we got the fucking plane and now we're flying it directly into Saddam or something like that. Yeah, like he, he, you you have to have a, only a director like like Paul Greengrass like, would be able to make this movie where like you, you'd cast unknowns. You, you sometimes just have like regular people. That's this is the definitive way to depict something like nine eleven. Is, is to ground it and, and and just put the camera there and have it and just have try to recreate it. Mm-hmm. Um, would you have your boys? Oh no, I didn't. Um, so I, first time, so yeah, first time I watched it, I was I was I was always like, yeah, this is propaganda. I I was able to rewatch it another time and go because I've only seen the movie twice. I can't watch it a lot. Um, and so yeah, I rewatch it every second week. time I saw it. I I liked it a lot more. I was able to I was able to watch it more on its merits of a film as opposed to um, the retelling of events uh, on a day like that. Yeah. And so yeah, I'll, I'll give it a four out of five. All right, now we have the kind of the other big one. That's the polar opposite. Came out just months after United ninety three, I think. And that's almost uh, the same time. All, yeah, yeah, very close. Oliver Stone's World Trade Center. I uh, saw it in theaters with Corey. Nick uh, Cage. This is yeah one of Nick Cage's last like we we respect Nick Cage as an actor movies before financial mm-hmm. trouble troubles made him 
make a movie every week of varying degrees of, of quality. But this is like I still big... like his movies over a Bruce Willis film, though. His a Nick Cage phoning it in is a better movie still usually than a Bruce Willis film of him phoning. And where it does in. John Travolta rank in the with those three? Oh, dude, uh, people oh, who just make God. a movie a week now. I am Wrath. Oh, that was uh no, I am Wrath. What was it called? Yeah, it was I am Wrath. That was the name of it. Right? Yeah, there's another one called Wrath of Band, though. Apparently, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, with uh Jason Statham. Uh, my wife hated it. I I thought World Trade Center was an interesting movie, and then never thought of it again. I'm gonna give it two to two and a half. I guess I'll go with two and a half. I expected World Trade Center to be shit. I like Oliver Stone. I love Nick Cage. Um, I can't remember the other actor that's in the film. It's like only three actors in the whole film. Michael Pena. Oh, Michael Pena. Oh, Michael Pena. That's right. Um, but, and then uh, Michael Shannon's the, the other big... The, the guy who finds them and you follow him. Like, right, because it's like only three real actors in the movie. Like major actors, at least, in it. Uh, and it's a bunch of other smaller roles. It's Well, it's... it's, it's, it's uh, the the Superman connection is that Michael Shannon is the guy who saves them, and then uh, Diane Lane is uh, Nick Cage's wife, and you do cut to her okay. uh, like in her home watching the news and like, where's my husband? Yes, while he's trapped in the stairwell. Yeah. Um, I ha- I will say this: I expect this movie to be a one out of five boy movie. Um, and I laughed at it coming out because I was like, wow, they're already coming out with a World Trade Center film. Because there was a joke, at least I recall, around the playground was um, that, you know, <laughs> there was going to be World Trade Center movies. Yeah. And then, of course, it came out and it was called World Trade Center. The movie is way better than I thought yes. it was going to be. I'll give it a three out of five, boys. Um, I was surprised about how how captivating it is to be in that stairwell with Nick Cage and Michael Pena. You know, I don't remember Michael Pena being the character. The I mean, actor in the it. problem is cinematically, it's just two guys pinned like in, in in a dark, confined area. So it's it's almost it's almost a radio play. You know, it's just them talking to each mm-hmm. other. You don't see visually that much. But it's it's still a nice survival drama in the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it is. It is. It, it, it it's a good character movie, and I mean, I I, I, I get two and a half just because. It's not it's not super memorable as a movie to me. I remember parts of it, and I remember the idea of it, but I don't really remember what happens in the movie because I just remember them being trapped under rubble for ninety minutes. Yeah, and there's also like a Nick Cage accent, like he's doing a New York accent. Yes. I recall. Nick Cage yeah, is fine right. with accents. All right, let's move on. No, to... yeah, no, I like Nick Cage. I really do like Nick Cage, and I um some things I've seen him in more recently. I've been just so blown away how good he is, and like some things that yeah, I gotta watch are Pig. a little old. Pig. Mandy, Joe. Joe is one of those movies. Have you that, seen like, Pig and Mandy? Yes, hmm. uh, but Joe is Joe. Joe is my favorite yeah. by far out, out of those. Like, it, really it feels like, like he just makes thirty movies a year, and as a he result, does. one is really good or really unexpected or uses him well. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on to Rain Over Me. That's the movie where Adam Sandler's wife died in nine eleven. It takes place like a month or so after nine eleven. It breaks and, him. And uh, it breaks yeah, him. Don Cheadle's person, his right? black friend, and and uh, he yep. has problems. I had not seen this movie. Um, I saw the trailer for this movie. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a like it. Um, I'm gonna give it a like it as well because I saw the trailer for this movie and I went, not for me, not today. Yeah, Adam Sandler apologists who are always like Adam Sandler's Sandler's really a great actor he it's is. like no I disagree he's the he's unlike Nicolas Cage who's a great actor who makes bad movies for because of his bad financial decisions I think Adam Sandler is 
uh, a likable dude who's kind of like kind of funny and nice to hang around and ever so often you get a, a director who's like i will use this guy but i mean his in this movie's one punch of his drunk like love yeah this punch drunk love this movie and then uncut gems and there's probably a few others that i don't remember Uncut gems is amazing dude he's so good at uncut but i feel gems. like a lot of actors could have made that role work and it's not it's not, nothing special about his performance no no but here's the thing you are right with that but but what Adam Sandler is really good at with some of these films, with the ones you're talking with, the we're, we're name checking right, Patrick yeah. Love, uh, Uncut Gems, um, things like Wedding Singer, even. Um, That's more of just like, a standard Adam Sandler movie that happens to be kind of good. Right, but like he, what he does, he does, he, a lot of comedians do it so well. They can do real world really well to me, like real world vernacular or real world like kind of. Um, uh, acting. I just want to say real because like a lot of actors act right, and they're like Brad Pitt's always eating right, and that's the way he acts, and it's it's on purpose. He does that type of shit, and some people are always touching their face, and that's the way they act. But like sometimes you you come across like in a lot of indie films, you come across actors that are just real people, and the reason why they feel like a real person acting, like a real person, is because they're just being themselves. And a lot of the times, I do get that when I see like Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems, I'm like, oh dude, you are you're in this role like you're 100% in this role like I I, I your mannerisms all feel real to yeah me. I mean it's not a bad performance it's just, I, I didn't like the movie because I thought it was I was stressed out the entire movie and, and I also just didn't I didn't see anything from him as an actor that made like people were like sit in the Sandman's finally gonna get an Oscar and it's like he might but he doesn't deserve one and he didn't get an Oscar he didn't even get nominated no he didn't he didn't and he didn't get nominated um, and I don't know if he needed to be but like he was he was great in Uncut Gems um, but things like that like there's other actors in Uncut Gems that are just just as good as he is if not better like the person who oh my god oh my god spoiler alert yeah, spo I'm so sorry <laughs> holy shit oh alright I gotta god. pee I'll edit that out with the edit piss break out. I'll edit that out yeah, with the piss that break out. Let's just let's just use that as a nice segue to move move on. I'll figure something out there in the edit. Well, there's so much to talk about about Adam Sandler, but let's just move <laughs> let's on. just move on to the remaining 9/11 the movies that directly depict or deal with 9/11. Uh, Rain over me. Uh, if I didn't say it, like it. Yeah, I like it too. And then I actually saw in theaters the documentary Fahrenheit 9/11. Me too. Me too. Uh, with a bunch. But here's of the reason why I saw it in theaters because Bowling for Columbine had won the Oscar for Best Documentary. So I thought, okay, I might as well see this next winner for Best Documentary this upcoming year. Fahrenheit 9-11 is no bullying for Columbine. <laughs> what, what won? What, did it even get nominated for Best Documentary? It must have been nominated, but I don't think it won. I don't think it won. You looking at, are you looking it up Yeah, right let's see. Okay. Because Bowling for Columbine is really, really, really well done. It is a really good documentary when it comes to, like, the actual filmmaking like Roger and me Roger and me is a really good documentary I like the big one um, if I'm not mistaken that's the one about Nike um, but it's not the best documentary okay I, I, I remember this now because now that I looked it up on Wikipedia uh, was uh, that it, he, he more uh, allowed it to be played <laughs> on television I don't know what network aired it uh, be right before the 2004 election thus making it ineligible to compete for best documentary feature oh wow yeah so it couldn't it couldn't yeah well um what i won that year then uh 
Okay, 2004. Yeah, what was election. it? So it would have been the, the 2004 election. 2004. Who killed the electric car? Uh, born into brothels one. What? Yeah. Um, was that 2004? Is that what you said? Yeah. Because I think 2003 was the fog of war, right? The 11 lessons from the life of Robert S. McNamara. Fucking amazing movie. I haven't seen it. I've heard of it. I remember, I've heard Dude, of it. the fog of war is like one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> next, yeah. Next year it was March of the Penguins, and then the Inconvenient Truth. Jesus, Inconvenient Truth. Wow. Yeah. Well, fucking Al Gore must be just kicking himself so hard all the time now. Nobody listens to me. Nobody listens to me. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking. They just get liberal more and more and more with each one, don't they? With each year. Except they Free did. Solo. I think that was just about Han Solo. Yeah, it was about, it was about freedom from carbonite. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. And I, I watched the movie uh, in college with fucking college friends. Older mm -hmm. in college at this point. And, uh, Same. I uh, was not convinced by it. <laughs> Uh, even though the core conceit of it, which is that they let 9-11 happen so that they could go to war for profit, I kind of now agree with, as do many Trump supporters. That's the funny part. Uh, well, on top of the fact that it's practically almost been proven, right? I mean, the only way it's, it hasn't been proven to the point where we can't actually co say, you committed war crimes. But we we we, we were lied to as, as, as a public. Uh, Colin Powell... Uh, they made him lie to us. It's, it's a fun looking back because I saw it with all all the, you know his college friends who were all very liberal and they were like that movie had so much truth that was that was true stuff and at the time I was fucking just a Bush loving Republican it was just like I don't feel like the movie really cited enough sources or, or, or provided enough real world evidence and here I am now a fucking Trump supporter not a Republican a libertarian and I'm like. That core conceded that movie was fucking completely true, wasn't it? They really did just need to go to war with Iraq as soon as possible and and, and maybe, you know, didn't do all the prep work or pr terrorism prevention work just so that, you know, something would happen. And, you know, it turns out we actually were funding Al-Qaeda for a while and all that shit. And it's just mm -hmm. like, and, and now you bring that up and it's it's like, the left is mad about it. <laughs> They're the ones who were just like giving the, the Afghanistan back to because Afghanistan war was just. It was the Iraq war that Fahrenheit 9/11 was mostly about. The fact that we were going yes. after Saddam. It was that, and it was also about the uh, the uh, domestic terrorism. And now it's like, well, wait a minute. Joe Biden voted for the the, the like was for the Iraq war. So was Hillary Clinton. It's like it doesn't look good when you look back on the actual voting records. Right. But it did also it, – I mean I don't mean domestic terrorism like um, like that. I mean more like a, a terrorism happening domestically. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. And, and, and it you don't mean the proud voice. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't mean that. Like the way the way he would talk about was like some uh, Oregon state trooper that had to patrol like all this like, you know, coastline and had to make sure that he had – that this one person had to make sure that no terrorists came on our beaches <clears throat> in Oregon. And it's like, okay. It was like one of those things where you're like, this isn't really a good example of your your argument, Michael Moore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he, uh, the documentary's not super memorable. All right, well, we're almost done. You want to do W and Vice together? 
I haven't seen sure. Vice. I remember W. Obviously, it reiterates the core conceit that we just talked about. Oliver in Stone 11. again. Yeah, Oliver Stone again. Uh, is it Richard Dreyfus plays Cheney in that? Uh, yes, I think it is. It's Richard Dreyfus. I think you're right. And um, W. It, its biggest flaws is that Oliver Stone took a lot of really well known George uh, W. Oh, Bush yeah. isms and made them like things he said in quotes. private. Yeah, things he said in private or with his family, you know, friends or in the middle of a meeting. And it was just like, dude, no. Like, we all know this because we all watched The Daily Show and we all saw Jon Stewart trash him. And we, you can't use this like it's something he said in the Oval Office when we all know that was said at his speech. Yes, that, that was annoying and, and weird and clip, clickbaity. It would be literally like putting, like, in the Lincoln movie Spielberg did with – um. Um. Uh. Uh. What's his face? Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. and having Daniel Day Lewis like randomly in the Oval Office go four scores seven years ago, and people be you know like like you couldn't do that. Like people know what that's from. It's Gettysburg speech, and it doesn't work. W. I did not like it at all as a film. I'll give it one out of five boys. I'll give it two because one thing that I was shocked by was how sympathetic it was to Bush. I mean, like uh, Oliver Stone, like almost was like, I don't hate this guy. I think he's an idiot who failed upward with a good family name. And the villain of the movie is, is Dick Cheney. And, uh, 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 what's the other one? Donald Rumsfeld, who I forget who plays him. It's also. Somebody. Oh yeah. I'm trying to remember. Mar not Martin short, right? Who was it? Um, I don't remember. Oh man, uh, I remember. I well, it, it's uh, Bush Senior is played by the guy from Babe. <laughs> I'm I'm currently on the uh, Wikipedia page for the actual letter W. Accidentally, Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. Good casting. Good casting. That's good casting. Toby Jones was Carl uh, Carl Rove. That's also good uh, casting. Jeff Jeffrey Wright was Colin Powell. Yeah. Andy Newton is Condoleezza. She's way too hot to be Condoleezza Rice, but sure. Yep, for sure. Yeah, that's a, a good casting around, uh, uh, just all around, except for Elizabeth Banks. I can't take her seriously in anything. Yeah, and she doesn't look like Laura Bush at all. No. Well, I, I will say I, I, I like, even though I haven't seen Vice, I like W's casting so much more than Vice's casting. Uh, Vice is really, really good. Um, I was blown away with Vice. Um, really? Christian Bale is a fantastic Dick Cheney, hmm. and um, it the movie is more sympathetic to Dick Cheney than I would say W is to George W. Bush. Like I would say, Adam McKay doesn't love Dick Cheney at all, but Adam McKay definitely respected Dick Cheney enough. To make the movie um and it it's i i i i don't know if it really like does the good the the right job of humanizing him and huh. kind of you know making everybody love dick cheney i don't think that's the purpose of the film but it definitely you don't look at him as this evil fucking devil villain that everyone likes to you know, do the caricature of yeah, Dick Cheney. I, I have a feeling I, I'll have to watch it uh, eventually. I, it's it's just never popped up on like Netflix or Amazon. It's like you can watch Vice right now. And I've never been like I want to pay five dollars to rent Vice. So I, I I have yet to watch it. And the one thing that always has been the the barrier where I don't want to watch it 
is I know I, I don't know how bad it is. You've seen it. You can tell me uh, is uh, how much fourth wall breaking and meta shit that really bothered me about the big short. And oh. I know that he does more of it in Vice, and that I was like, I didn't. That was my least favorite thing about Big Short. It made it killed me being able to watch it as a movie. So if if Vice when does he cuts it more, away to things, yeah, yeah, that's that's very prevalent in Vice, hmm. very much so. Um, I don't know how much is in the Big Short. I have not seen all of the Big Short yet. I've I've seen maybe the first five minutes of it. It's like a lesson. Uh, it's it's like it's like going to class basically. That's what the big short feels like when I started watching it. Vice did not feel like that as much. It felt a little bit more. It feels like it feels documentary in that way, right? When he does that, but it also has like a Family Guy effect to it, where it kind of feels like you're cutting away to a joke, mm -hmm. right? You're, or you're like you're cutting away to some kind of stock footage that will emphasize what you just saw more as a joke or more humorous. Yeah, well, yeah, that and the casting it has it is too many comedy people in it. It was like too many comedy in, in Vice? Actors. Yeah, in Vice. Right, Carell's in it, Tyler Perry's in it, but Tyler Perry's amazing in it. There's Colin Powell, Sam Rockwell's that's in it. too. Yeah, Sam Rockwell is George W. Bush, and he's just doing a bit. Yeah, he's a, you know? an impression, yeah. Whereas, whereas, uh, whereas Thanos made it look like he was like actually, like he, you just kind of saw Bush after a certain mm -hmm. degree. It's a good performance. Allison Pill is Thanos always now. annoying to me, but yeah, Thanos, Thanos. Alison Pill is always annoying to me. I hate her. Um, but uh, I, I got to say that I do love um, uh, Amy Adams, and she's great in it. Huh. Fair enough. Maybe I'll watch it someday. Jesse Plemons. That's right. I forgot he was in it. it was, was it thin Jesse Plemons or fat Jesse Plemons? Oh, no, 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 no. He got fat in like a month, it feels like. It, it's, the, it's the one thing that ruins Camino. Yeah. El Camino. Yes. It's the fact that, like, he is fat out of nowhere it, 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 in a flashback it does not work and it ruins the entire experiment of, mo of the movie it, it, it doesn't work that Jesse's also f not Jesse Plemons but Jesse the character Je yeah Jesse that is confusing that uh, Jesse Pinkman is also fat and he's this, not when he, as fat though but he's no, gained he's a little bit fat. he's gained a little bit more weight since then yeah but he's gained weight in like and it's like one of those things they're like they're, I'm, I, I remember thinking to myself like you should have asked your actor to start losing weight. And it feels like none of these actors like cared about making El Camino. Well, the other thing is spoilers for El Camino, I guess, is that when you uh, when uh, Granson does appear in the flashback, it's a noticeably noticeable that's a bald cap, and that's also really distracting too. Yep. So it's sure. just like Jesse Plemons wouldn't lose weight. Aaron Paul wouldn't lose less weight, <laughs> and yeah. and. Granson was doing some Broadway show, so he couldn't uh, he couldn't shave his shave. head. Yeah. So it's like, did you really need to do this then? It doesn't even feel Kristen like Ritter looks fucking bad. Like she didn't age well yes. too. All, all, all that all that uh, Netflix Marvel fucking just took its toll on her face. Um. Yeah. All the yeah losing all that fat, all that little baby fat to yeah to be a, a superhero. I the thing about El Camino that always gets me is <laughs> when you watch it, it's you would think to yourself like okay there's a reason we're watching this movie there's a reason he that vince gilligan wrote this story is telling this story and then you get to the end of it and you're like tell me the reason netflix money just, yeah wasn't that just jesse gets to alaska right it's like, netflix money is the reason that, that exists it, it, it is legitimately a part of the negotiation because uh breaking bad is the only netflix show or only amc show that's 
currently still on Netflix. Walking Dead might still be there, but they lost Mad Men to IMDb TV and a oh, bunch really? of other 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 their big properties. It was part of the, like a, it was like it was they needed like a new episode to write a, a new contract. So you got a new episode. Oh shit, really? Yeah, it's like legitimately part of like a contract thing where like if we could only make another another one. So that's one. why no one gave a shit to show up like with hair missing or with actually weight loss. I mean, I I, I think so. I mean, just I don't know if Jesse Plemons got fat for a movie or if he just got fat for himself. He oh, still I gets think movies. Jesse Plemons got fat in real life. He still gets movies yeah. fat. Yes, but he gets fatter and fatter. Like in the new Jungle Cruise. He is so fat in that movie. And I, I remember I was like, I don't recall him being that fat. And I just went back and watched Game Night. He's big in Game Night. But he's not as fat as no, he fucking not, is. I, I would say Game Night's still thin Jesse Plemons. But. Oh, no, no. He was putting on weight in that movie. You can start to see it coming in. But, yeah, but by the time he did El Camino, he was, he was putting on the weight big time. And then now Jungle Cruise, you're like, holy shit, you're fucking fat right now. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Well, we have one last la left m movie on our agenda here, which is... Uh, oh, Vice. Vice, I would give uh, 4.5 out of 5 boys. I'm going to like it. Uh, our last movie on the agenda then is um, the documentary Loose Change. Ballard, I have actually never seen Loose Change. I've seen versions of Loose Change. There's yeah, so like, many variations. Yeah, they kept, they kept updating it. Every yeah. time someone would be like, actually, it, well, it could melt steel beam. It's like, jet fuel can't melt this variety of, of steel beam. And they had like, it's Update annotations it. and updates and stuff. There's footnotes. Uh, yeah. um, I, after college, I you know, in, in LA, I once lived in a house with like 17 other men, like everyone who comes to Los Angeles. It wasn't really that many, but it was a bunch. Um, five, including Corey, actually. And uh, one of the dudes was a 9-11 truther. And he's like, I'm making you watch this documentary that'll convince you I'm right. It's and called did it Lucia. you? I walked out of it four or five minutes in where I was just like, oh, I thought this was going to be like of a production value documentary, not some guy who made it with like two VHS decks strapped together. You know, it was like, this is, yeah. he's, I'm like, where did you get this? And I'm like, it's a copy of a copy of a friend's copy. And I'm like, God damn it. Why are we still watching VHS tapes in 2006? I watched um, it on the internet. I, I left, I left, all right, I got back. And arrived, yeah. and that conversation was happening in the living room. We're watching this documentary. I'm going to prove it. I had returned to that house from the uh, oh, what's the name of the big Amoeba Music, and I had purchased because it just came out the DVD of King Kong. I, five oh, wow. minutes into watching Loose Change, I said, "Yeah, I, I got to go," and went into my fucking room, which was basically a walk-in closet because that's how people lived when you're 22 years old and you just fucking moved to Los Angeles uh, or 23 and uh, mm -hmm. I watched the DVD of fucking King Kong and ever so often I walk out to go to the bathroom it's just like but the heating point of this type of steel is actually only oh. 15 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit higher yep. th than the, the explosion of the jet fuel would have been allowed to with this fucking weird like ambient music I'm just like mm -hmm. <laughs> We're, we're, we just got we're, we're 90 minutes in in my room here on DVD we just got to the island I'm going back in and watching the fucking good movie for the that I've seen in theaters already but it's way more interesting than your fucking 9-11 documentary and that's oh, my yeah. fucking familiarity with loose change buddy that's a good one that's a nice one I watched it on the internet um I oh right I, 
I don't recall. You saw it on VHS, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> That's weird. Yeah, I watched it as a as a download from somewhere. I have no fucking clue. Consumption Junction? I don't know what. Well, we did it, when we worked at Name Redacted. We had employee Redacted who was into conspiracy theories. Redacted, and he yeah. watched Loose Change more than once while quote unquote working. He was watching an, uh, a newer version too. Yeah, that yeah. Didn't match. I saw like Loose Change two. Loose, like I don't. He, I didn't. He, the see one he was into one. was Loose Change colon Zeitgeist. Oh Zeitgeist! Oh my god! Wow! Yeah, the, so many different names. I know it was the second version. Um, it was definitely not even the first version. It was um, a lot of text, uh, like superimposed text and replaying of the of the footage of that day, and then a lot of like you know showing formulas of like when yeah steel heats up and melts and things like that it was a youtube video but it like was distributed through other means during the time yeah. and, and shown in some theaters i think indie theaters wow. well here's the thing so um i like that first one i saw i thought it was fun it was fun I, i've always said conspiracy theories i find them fun i find them fun like i find star wars fun like i i, I think they are they're entertaining in that way i I don't. I think when you get crazy with some of them, it's it's different. It's a, it's a different reality then at that point for people. Yeah. But um, that being said, so I um, loose change was fun to go. Oh yeah, what if, what if the government was like did this? And if I recall, loose change was trying to position it as like even United ninety three landed, United ninety three actually landed in a, at an airport. Yeah. All the passengers got off and went into a hangar, and then their lives were all changed and. Oh, look at this. Some of the... Uh, some of them are alive in Israel, I think, was part of it. Right. Some of the hijackers are still alive today. It's part of it. Um, it's a cruise missile that took out uh, the Pentagon. If The footage doesn't look like a plane. The footage does not look like a plane. Um, and then the, the other thing about the Pentagon one was that there was a gas station across the street that was filming the trajectory path uh, that the plane, Flight 77, crashed in the Pentagon. And that person apparently didn't even have a chance to even review their security cam footage before, like, the FBI showed up and essentially pulled all the tapes. Uh, so that's, like, always made every, a big deal for everyone. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, they're preventing anyone from seeing the plane crash. And, I mean, I don't recall the government ever releasing any, like, major footage of the event, uh, even from the New York aspect of it. So I don't think we had cameras really then, so it's kind of tough. We probably didn't have security cameras the same way in 2001. Um, and the other thing about Loose Change, if I recall, was, yeah, the music. It was it was a, like a, an ominous uh, sound bed. Like it was, it was, yeah. a, it was mu music, just loop. The kind that you can cut at any point and mm -hmm. just put a four-frame four, four frame fade and yeah. it, it, you won't have a problem. So it's easy to re-edit because the movie was not yeah. particularly well edited. I know that some of the versions have been updated because they removed stuff that was anti-Semitic. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. There, there was there were talks about like uh uh like uh people screaming, um uh, well and, enjoy New Jersey that oh and the other thing they talk about in loose change they talk about the white van that was pulled over on like the George Washington Bridge that may have had like a, a bomb in it that has just been wiped off the face of this earth and nobody even remembers that happening. And I'm like, and I was like, actually like, I remember that new, like I, that I was delivering a pizza on that bridge. And I remember seeing that van. I, I remember that van. Yeah. I remember that van. No, I remember that new, I have an actual news report talking about oh. the people that were arrested on the white van. And, 
And it's like, yeah, that is something that's just gone. Like, you don't really hear about it anymore. The thing about Loose Change was it got ruined for me big time when when Netflix, early Netflix, Instant Watch, real early Netflix Instant oh, Watch. Oh, the, the quality was they not had good. A, one of their first Instant Watch movies was Loose Change. Damn. Yeah, but, like, the Loose Change they had was Loose Change version 20. Yeah. And so when I put it on... I it doesn't like, have, oh, like... And all our reports say that no Jews died on 9-11. Right. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that version wasn't one that was on Netflix. Uh, I remember, because it was made in Austin, I think. and Because I, I remember... Was it really? Back when Harry Knowles was, like, an early founder. I think he sold the shares pretty early on. Is Harry own. Knowles dead? I have no idea. I think he's still alive. I think he was trying to do a GoFundMe to, to create a new website, but he had gotten Me Too, which is hilarious because he's just like... Oh, yeah, he got Me Too. 400 Any Cool News, pound. like, fired him, right? Yeah, Any Cool News is now no longer owned by him. Alma Draft House, which he was a founder of, I think, was no longer affiliated with him. But I remember it was a thing because he, 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 uh, he had screenings of Loose Change at his initial like when it was just like one location Alamo Draft House and that was a, a thing that like and Alex Jones went to some and talked and Austin Austin's fucking weird man and, and it's kind of lost now as a city so fuck him Joe Rogan loves it yeah he looks fucking he looks great he doesn't look disheveled or depressed at all no, oh my god, it's a whole thing now with uh took the horse uh, the the virus. Is, the it's hilarious. Is that ivermectin? Yeah, but like his whole thing before he was just like, you know, people need to take care of their bodies and it, it, he's clearly not vaccinated. And it's like he's like he's like people need to take care of their bodies and you know, like vaccine if you I I've always believed that if you're vaccinated that's great and if you're healthy you don't need to be vaccinated, you know, if you're a young healthy person. He's, like, not a young, healthy person, but he clearly sees himself as a young, healthy person, but he's, like, 80,000 years old. And then and then for this uh, Tom Segura episode he just did, he uh, talks about how um, he's, like, he's like yeah, like, this vaccine, like, you know, uh, uh, passports doesn't work. Like, they got to figure out some kind of way to, like, be able to figure out if you've been vaccinated or you have antibodies. Like, his whole new thing is, like, or you got antibodies, because he's got antibodies, right? Yeah. So like, or the antibodies. Like, he's, like, pushing this antibody thing more than anything now. It's like, oh, of course, that's right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the antibodies. Moving to Austin and moving to Spotify was a massive mistake. And I'm curious if his numbers are strong or if he's starting to fall in relevance. Does he still get... I mean, there was a, a towards the end of his run as just a YouTube guy in in Los Angeles freelancer. You know, he wasn't he didn't work for Spotify like he does now. I mean, he was getting like Robert Downey Jr. was there to promote that fucking Doolittle yeah. movie. He was getting like A listers. Does he get A listers anymore? He mostly gets journalists. And Andy No just keeps like he'll come whenever he doesn't have a guest. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm looking at Harry Knowles right now, dude. The guy looks. I mean, the guy didn't look... He never looked good. Really well, he lost healthy. a lot of the weight. Um, yeah, he he looks like he lost some weight for sure, no question. But he doesn't... But he, He'll never look he, good, obviously. He should get a job as Santa. He's got the full beard now. He does, He's not doing the uh, Amish beard anymore. God, how does a guy like this, like, think he can molest people was that what did he do i don't even know he what groped he did, women allegedly. he groped women yeah so he did molest okay good Woof. yeah uh the four women accused him of groping wait did he molest At least four 
Chloe Sims? Who's that? I, I, under Google, like she's a name that comes up under him. Harry Knowles taking lead from Ain't It Cool News, and it's like a photo of Chloe Sims. The chick, the British chick. Like, yeah, I don't know who she is. She's hot. She's like hot. Yeah. Well, she's fake then, hot. She's plastic hot. Then there's the girl from the AT and T ads. It's also attached to the Google image search when because her last name Harry is Knowles. Knowles. Her her last name is Knowles. Well, isn't it? I thought it was like Marion Vichernub or some shit like that. Oh no, she was in some werewolf movie I just saw. Werewolf Within. Werewolf Within. Oh, you mean you, you mean Chloe? Is the AT and T girl? Oh no, I'm thinking of someone else. Marilyn Rashkub is Chloe. I don't know who you're talking about or why she's coming up. I don't see mm-hmm. her. You also send me that link of of Mary whoever the fuck. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't know her full name. All right, that was an episode. That's an episode today. Let's see if we can find. Where, where the hell? Where, when's the last time I talked to you? When did we talk last? What do you mean? When's the last thing I sent to you? What's your? <laughs> what are we talking about? You, the, the chats. The, you just click on the little chat thing. The last thing I sent to you was the nine eleven poster, sorry Charles Sheen, and then a bunch of pictures of Deborah Aaron and Wolf. And then a bunch of... Uh, there you go. Did I send that to you or did I send that to the wrong person? I don't know who I just sent this text to. You're talking you to me. You said, oh, you're t- oh you, t- you mean actually using iMessage text? What'd you text me? Yeah. Just use the Skype chat. No, Skype always gives me trouble. <laughs> How? Remember, I always have trouble with Skype. It oh, always, yeah, you like, send links. text codes for some reason. All right, yeah, I see a picture of a girl. I don't recognize her. That's okay. That's the AT&T girl. I don't remember her name. Anyways, she keeps coming up too with Harry Knowles. She may, maybe he grew up her. I grew up that. Harry Knowles. It's a consensually. Wiki. Let's see what he did. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I need to pee again, so let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. That was our 9-11 memorial. Would you rather fuck butt or, bu- or, or buck fuck? Fuck butt. Um, he sexually, allegedly sexually assaulted a woman named Jasmine Baker on two occasions in 1999 and 2000 at the Alamo Draft House. How? He's a, he's like 600 pounds <laughs> and in a wheelchair. <laughs> don't walk up yeah, to he, it. Don't walk up to him exactly right. Yeah, really. He uh, literally looks like Jabba. What did you think was going to happen? He's going to fucking put a chain on you and put you in a bikini. That's what they, Ooh, that's what, no, no, that's no, what no. they do. Felt, would you be surprised to find out that uh, Knowles announced that he was diagnosed with uh, type 2 diabetes? No. I'd be I'd be less surprised if type 2 diabetes was diagnosed with Harry Knowles. <laughs> oh. right. uh, he posted an <laughs> apology on, on the site three years after the accusations, apparently. All right. Good luck with... Uh... Adored. <laughs> Maybe it'll be a more listen a better episode than this one. At least, hey, you never know. At least it'll be California about something. Well. At least it'll be about something. This one wasn't. Ewok did well. Yeah. All right, Cool Boy Nation. Uh, email us any of your 9/11 memorials or memories by sending them to the Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Also, email us at the Cool Boys Podcast at gmail.com. You- Honestly, if you're a truther, if you're a 911 truther, I would love to hear like your thoughts on 911. New episodes come out every 911. Train by day, yes. Cool Boys Podcast by night, all day, all night. Oh yeah, like and subscribe. The making an authorized distribution of this podcast allegedly supported over two thousand seven hundred and sixty-five, whatever the number is. 
different oh, numbers. Something. D- well, that's that's if you count the everyone, the people, the planes. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, review us on Apple Podcasts. Best of all, a great way to say screw you to the mainstream media. And Batman and Beyond is on Apple Podcasts. It's found Cloud, Spotify, and YouTube. Mm. Giant special thanks. Publicity Department of the CPC. Zingang Uyghur Autonomous Region Committee. Thank you for nine listening. Stay nine listening. <laughs> Stay cool, cool boy nation. Stay cool, nine eleven boy nation. Until next time, it's Bizies from North Tower Felk. Oh, and that's Bizies from Tower Seven. Oh no, wait, South Tower. Yeah, Ballard. No one's not here to be our Tower Seven. Mm-hmm. But uh, right. it wouldn't be right because he left first, not last. You are standing American boy. Fire! You excelled in all things. Oh my god. You son of a bitch. Fire! See, I got a huge cock. Oh my god. Just fucking smile and blow me. Fire! Give me what I want. Oh my god. So you can run and tell that. God damn. Oh boy. Get out of here. The whistles go. Woo!